everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm sitting between two badass fighters, Jake Ellenberger, Vince Pichel. How are you? Good, good. How are you? You almost forgot your name for a second. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 was, I was going to think it's right. I think I'm funny when badass fighter and then be like T-Rex, but then T-Rex wasn't here. So that's why. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jake, how, how's everything going, man? I'm good. Everything's good, man. I've, I've been... Uh... I've been working out a lot lately, training. So it's it's good to get it's good to be back. I'm feeling good though. You're back training. Yeah, I've been back training. Yeah, nice. This last and, uh, week, are you so. going sparring? Are you are you going? No, not sparring yet. I'm just try, I'm trying to you know get back in a, in a routine. So everything's good though. Nice. Yeah, yeah. man. I, we have to ask. I know people are going to be like, "Did Jake get laid? Any 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 oh, new action on. with the Here we go again. with the women? <laughs> Here we go. You know, I I've just been training. I've been focused in the gym. So <laughs> good nah, for you, yeah, man. man. That's good. Uh, the streak continues. Uh, so Vince Pichel, uh coming off a huge win uh, hey. against, against Anthony Njokwani. I always get his name wrong, Anthony Njokwani. That That's was right. a huge fight, a huge win. How are you feeling? How's everything going since then? Um, as far as the fight, I feel really good. As far as everything else, I'm complete opposite of Jake. <laughs> I'm not fighting. I'm not training right now. Really? I'm stressed out. Why? I'm about to snap on people. Well, I have a lot going on. Just are you back at AAA? Yes. Is that is that, is that part of the stress? One of the things, yeah. I I was kind of hoping uh, I would I would be able to just quit it or just work weekends and train more, but it's not working out. It's on back. See, this is one of the issues I have uh, with MMA. I, I you know I love MMA. It's my favorite sport in the world. I, I'm so honored to even be able to to watch it and get paid to watch it and write about it and cover it. But the fact that you are a pro fighter and you work full time at AAA. Uh, is like you'll never see a guy in the NBA <laughs> like <laughs> like jumping your car or or, or, or NFL guy. It's, it's just, it baffles me. But 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 that fight was amazing. So I mean, when you say you're, you're stressed, what's going on? I just like, well, my eyes. Like I had eye surgery after my fight, so my eyes don't work so well still. I'm like constantly having to focus my eyes to make them work properly. Like I can't see anything up over my head. Do you see my eyes? Yeah. See how like just jacked up they are. I can't see down below me. I can't see up. I can see. Across, but that's it. Did you have that um, problem before? No, eyes were totally. I have like perfect eyes. So during the fight, you got you got poked or in the first thirty seconds when I jabbed him, when I po I poked him is when I got this and it's a fractured uh, my or my uh, sockets fractured. So how how long are you out for? Um, they said six weeks. I can't get punched or kicked or. Scar, oh Jesus! So I'm actually coming to the end of that road. So next you, week I'm gonna have to beat up on some people. You you dealt with that right after the Robbie fight? Yeah, actually I I've, I've just finished going through the same thing myself. I I, I fractured the the the, fl um, the floor of my orbital and, and uh, they put a, a support in there. Probably yeah, similar operation. Me. Yeah, it's fractured right here at the bottom. There's a little yep. piece of plastic in there. See, I actually just got cleared this last week to to train. You know, not spar yet. Not obviously not contact, but um, it feels good just to just, just to work out and get back in routine though. Now, do you ever like? Like, if I don't train for a while and, and I can't spar or I can't roar, I just can't just go to the gym and work out. Do you ever, like, just get so pissed and just, like, get pissed off at, like, the stupidest shit? Like, you drop a cherry and you just want to start breaking shit? <laughs> like, does that ever happen to you? You, you drop know, a cherry? I, I, like, a cherry or is, like, just, I'm just trying to say something stupid that would just totally I'll drop a cheerio. Yeah, I think I'll like, drop yeah. a cherry. Like, if you're eating cereal and because, some falls out of the bowl and you just Yeah, anytime I'm eating, I drop food, I get angry. <laughs> Jake's never, Jake never popped a cherry. But, uh, <laughs> so, wait, so... So you're just I, I, I can understand that. So you, I mean, you're you're used to just getting your aggression out one way, and now you can't. And now I can't. So I'm it's a just stress reliever too. Constantly pissed off all day. Like is that affecting morning? your hot girlfriend that I met? 
Uh, it's affecting us a little bit. Yeah, she gets mad at me because I'm pissed, and then I kind of I don't mm-hmm. I take it on her a little bit, but I mean I don't directly affect her or yell at her about it. But I'm just pissed, and she's kind of in the wake. Now you, you last time you told us you got arrested 26 times before you were 21. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna go for 27 or anything. No, right no, now. I'm not planning on getting arrested, but I, I screwed up. Vince, you're on top of the world right now, man. You I had know, you had you had to. First of all, that 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 fight. Uh, we'll talk about that fight for a second. Uh, so I know Anthony was upset because he claims you kicked him in the nuts and you poked him in the eyes in the first round. Now, that was completely unintentional, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this. I poked him in the eye. I legitimately poked him in the eye. That was my mistake. My bad. You know, I didn't mean to do it, but I did not hit him in the nuts. That was him just wasting time or trying to get a breather. I don't know what it was. Maybe his eye was still affecting him, but I didn't hit him in the nuts. And you could even you could tell on Joe Rogan's voice and Goldberg's voice when we are talking about it that it wasn't a nut shot. It was high. I mean... Yeah, you could argue and say it was close, but I know. You think maybe because he's black, he knows I hit him in the nuts. You don't think maybe because black his nuts are a lot bigger than you know. Well, see, they're swollen already, so why would I want to swell them up even more? <laughs> right, right. Okay, that's true. That's that's a very good point. Now, but now, but that that first round was close. I was a little worried about you in the first round. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. That was. I think he actually took the first round. Uh, it was close. Yeah. But the second and third close. round, you did exactly what had been done to you in your previous fight, where the guy kept suplexing you. Yeah. Now, did you know you got behind them and just suplexed this guy like 30 times during the second and third round. Yeah, well, that was one of the holes that I saw in his fighting style. Is he lets people grab his back. He was like me before, where if someone grabs his back, it's like, whatever. I'll just I'll elbow him or I'll fight, wait for him to do something and I'll switch or move out, do whatever, scramble. But now that I've been dumped on my head like I have, like, screw that, I'm not letting anyone back. And I knew he would let me, and I practiced that a lot in the gym, was just picking him up and throwing him on his face. Were you trying to knock him out by doing that? Yeah, that would be how sick would that have been if I got knocked out like that and you know I knocked someone else. Oh yeah, like that. especially when you lift somebody, the first thing you're, you're you're thinking is how do I get him to land on his yes. head? It's like from the side or the back. <laughs> have you ever knocked a guy out that way? No, not by that. Uh-huh. I, um, in practice, I almost did. I, I I dislocated somebody's shoulder like when they returned him before, but not like on the head, not on their head. Or oh, really? Like, usually like, it's like yeah, they brace exactly. You know, they hypertrain their arm or wrist, something like that. But. God, I've been slammed like that too, training for that oh, yeah. fight. I was with like a like I don't want to say a shitty partner, but he wasn't so good at doing majority of the stuff we were training, and mm-hmm. we're doing suplexes, and he's like, okay, we have those crash pads, and they're huge. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to try to miss those damn things. He was throwing me up past the trash mat over to the side, so I started getting pissed. Like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like three weeks into my fight, you're trying to throw me on my neck and break my neck like get the hell out of here i'm not training with you no more i actually once booked a <laughs> nike commercial right i was uh for a wrestler and i was up against this actor and i was just destroying this actor right so then they, they booked both of us for the commercial and the guy didn't know how to land so he was he was like really complaining like oh i'm, I'm an actor it's not for me so they, they fired him halfway through and brought in this like guy who took third for oklahoma state university who then threw me like <laughs> Nine thousand times during this commercial, it was like, oh my god, it was it was awful. It was like I think it was like at like rain actually. It was like it was down there. Really, I'm actually uh, having a. Uh, I just got surgery yesterday in my mouth because I have a. I, people, I've told the story before. I'm going to tell it for the final time. People ask me. What was in your mouth? What, no, they I have a fake tooth. <laughs> I have I have a missing tooth. My front. I have a, a flipper. <laughs> and uh, what do you mean a flipper? Like it, it, it flaps? Can you breathe? It, I, I can take it in and out. I can't uh, right now because I got stitched up yesterday. Uh, but what happened was when I was in third grade, I got hit by a car. Uh, I was I had a job where I I, I, I like swept the I swept the floor of this pharmacy and I got paid in sunglasses. And I thought this was actually a great deal. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. So I was walking. When you're through, in third grade. That is a good deal. So, yeah, I was like, I didn't, I, you have no concept of like money, you know. So I was walking in between cars to get to my job, and a car came. Uh, a park car. It was parked at the light. Didn't see me, and it was my kind of my fault for running in between. 
I went like 20 feet in the air, knocked myself out. I had a whole thing of baseball cards in my pocket. Went flying. Kids ran over and stole my baseball cards. I ran away <laughs> while I was lying there. A bunch of savages in, in Long Island, right? You got jacked after you got hit by a car. Yeah. So since then, I have... It's I've, like when a 7-Up truck just gets flipped and everyone just steals all the sodas and oh, yeah. yeah, no one even cares, right? So, so since then, I've had a fake tooth, right? And then when I wrestled in college, I got my, uh, for the, the two months that I wrestled in college, I actually... You know, while college wrestling, I loved about it is like aggression, aggression, aggression. I got my, my, my tooth knocked out. So fast forward to... I, I was at a comedy club a couple years ago, and uh, this comic who was a bully goes around bullying people. Stole, accused me of taking this joke. I was like, "Dude, I never even seen your act. I didn't take your joke." He was mad dogging me for months, so he came up to me after a set and just sucker punched me, <laughs> like loses my tooth, right? But it was the wrong week because that the week before I got like ripped off for like three thousand dollars. My sis, uh, uh, somebody, a family member was uh, whatever. Uh, I was having issues with my family members. I was just having. I was working on Ellis Mania for the Jason Ellis show, so I was watching, you know, ninety hours of Ellis Mania fights, right? <laughs> so when that happened, I just kind of tore him up. I was like, I just kept punching him. I was like, and, I, and then I became the hero of the comedians because like <laughs> I like beat up the bully. Yeah. The bully and then as I was punching him he's like we'll dine in hell together which is a, a line from 300 so he he's accusing me of taking <laughs> a joke a weird thing to say wow. like when you're getting punched on yeah and then he, and then he and then he steals a line from the movie it's like, it's like t- so then okay then fast forward to like a two, a two years later I'm in my elevator right and I have this little fake I have I, I have a dog not mm. a fake dog I have a dog that was used as bait for fighting pit bulls it was like it's like a half chihuahua it's got half an ear so me and my ex-girlfriend were on a hike and, I, and my dog attacked other dogs now because it was bred for fighting. And I'm trying to get it to not attack dogs. <laughs> mm. So I'm in the elevator with my ex-girlfriend and a dog is off the leash, runs into the elevator and attacks my dog because it has a treat. So then I'm like separating a dog fight, you know, which I don't know if you've ever had separated a dog fight. It's not yeah, easy. It's, you yeah. can't do it. One it's of really the hardest hard. things. And, and biting. I mean, it's not just like <laughs> dog wrestling. I'm strictly biting. So then this guy comes in the elevator. I'm like, you got to con- fucking control your dog. And the guy pushed me. I pushed him back. The guy clocks me, right? <laughs> So my buddy Joey Varner told me, if you're ever in a fight, headbutt. That's what you want to do, headbutt. So I started headbutting the guy, but nothing was happening. So then I'm like, fuck Joey Varner. You know, I love what? Joey Varner. Was the guy just like... No, I was headbutting the guy. It was like this big rapper dude. And I'm like, I'm headbutting him. And I'm like throwing elbows. He had pretty good boxing. I'm not going to lie. And I, I, I don't. So, uh, so then I tried putting him in like a headlock, right? We're in the elevator. It's going up and down. Like, You're in an elevator. In an elevator. My, my ex-girlfriend's like, stop fighting. Is it, stop is it fighting. like an open elevator where people can just like see Yeah, people are com- opening it. So I got the guy in a headlock. And then he's like, I'm gonna have you killed, and I'm like, dude, you can't say that during the fight. You can't, you can't start making <laughs> threats during the fight, right? Yeah. So then the fight breaks up. Right? He gets, I get out of the elevator. He clocks me again, right? So then I was like, fuck this. Back to, I gotta get him to wrestling, you know? So I, 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 hit, I hit a good double on him. I was, I was actually breathing kind of hard, but I, I, hit, I, I hit a double on him, <laughs> right? From the, I was pretty tired. I'm not gonna. I, I hit a double on him. He, he, like somehow barrels down, and I just clocked him hard, right? I clocked him hard, and then my dog. I had I had another dog. My ex had another dog that ran out of the thing. His dog chased my other dog. My dog stayed to fight. My my fighting pit bull. My, my fighting uh, Jack Russell slash Chihuahua bit up the guy's leg. Right. So me and him. Me, my my dog was like, rrr, rrr, and then my ex kicked him. So it was like me, my ex, and my dog against this guy. Right. So then, but the guy but the guy loosened my tooth. So then I so since then I've had a flipper in, which sucks to have this fake tooth. And I'm not on drugs, by the way. Okay, so, so I, uh, by the way, so since then I, ha- I had a flipper, which sucks. So I, I actually went down on this girl and my fucking tooth came loose, which is like the worst to have to have to take, you know. Did it like, 
go in there? Did it like fall no, in No, it didn't because I was afraid that was happening. Like she would pee and then my fucking tooth would go flying. <laughs> Squirting out. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I've been dealing with. So, all right, back to you guys. You guys are the fighters. Let's talk, let's, let's, let's talk fighting. It's been a crazy week in fighting. Uh, uh, by the way, so Vanderlei Silva said that he gave himself a drug test and he passed it. And now Sounds he, legit. <laughs> yeah, now he could right? fight. Seems like an honest man. You gotta man. believe the guy. Who drug tests himself? I've never done it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's a guy, he ran away from his last drug test. Mm-hmm. This one, he actually gave himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you believe that? Uh, do you, could you, have you ever given yourself a drug test and passed it and announced it? I have never given myself a drug test. I don't even know how to give myself a drug test, and I don't know how I would get one, but I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm leaning towards the no. You're, you're calling bullshit on this? Never been on yeah. probation, huh? <laughs> oh, really? You've had to do that? Hey, you've never been out pissed in front of cops? No. Come on, you've never been in trouble, you've never been on probation. I've never been arrested or, uh, no. You've been really? Arrested? No, no I mean, I'm, not, I'm not from the mean streets. <laughs> For all, like, the weird things that, and stories that you have, that's kind of amazing to me that you've never, I, like, I've, I've never done been something ar- weird and just been arrested or, no, like, something I've, stupid I've, happened to you and you get in trouble for it. No, mm. I, I've never even been in the back of a cop car. For real? I, I've never, yeah. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm hanging out with you, huh? I'm so kind of a nerdy, I'm, I, you know what it is? I exaggerate a lot. So little things happen and then I exaggerate them and I make them seem a lot cooler than they actually do. No, but this actually, everything I just told really did happen. But, uh, but I told it 10,000 times. So that's the thing about my girlfriends. They're like, you told the same fucking story until we meet somebody. I'm like, well, they haven't heard it. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Shut up and listen, all right? I like that story. <laughs> so so Vanderlei Silva, you think you're, you're, you, you guys are calling bullshit on this? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think Why would you drug test yourself? Yeah, I mean, well, there was always word about there was always r- rumors about Vanderlei Silva as far as a lot of those pride guys that went over. A lot, uh, it seemed like they did. They, 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 from what I understand, that they, they, they didn't drug test, and I heard that they drug tested in pride, but then didn't give the results till you wanted to leave their organization, and they said, you, "Hey, listen, if you want to leave, you're, then you're gonna we're gonna screw you." Is mm-hmm. that have you heard that? No, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, all I heard, you know, I, I heard from Chael, Chael Sonnen, that the that every fight in Pride was fixed. So yeah, I'm not sure about the drug testing. I, I really don't know. I don't know how they tested or if even if they did. Well, we're, we're, we're going to have Mark Coleman on the show, so uh, I'm sure. Now, Tim Kennedy says he has a list of 50 fighters that he knows that are dirty right now. He's I don't right even, now. Right now, he has a list of 50 fighters. But I don't even know why he would make that claim over Twitter because, <laughs> you know, but. Can you, do you guys know of 50 fighters? You guys are fighters. I don't. I'm sure that there are guys that do it. And, and yeah, it's, it's more a speculation. I mean, I, yeah. I don't have like evi- you know, evidence where I could say, oh, yeah, there's 50 guys that know. I don't know. But, you know, you can, you can take a look at somebody and have a pretty good idea. Well, I'm all Tim, Tim, it seems like a lot of these guys, a lot of the military guys, especially Tim Kennedy, Brian Stan, mm-hmm. uh, these guys are really into cleaning up the sport, which I think is great because to me, it's like if I'm a fighter and I know that the guy I'm fighting is on something, but I know he's not going to get popped for it. Uh, and I know that this guy can potentially beat the living shit out of me. Why would I not take something? Like, I mean, granted, I, I would like to be the person who has the character that says, you know what, I'll beat him. I don't care what he takes. I'll beat him. However, there's got to be that thing in the back of your head going, like, this is not fair. I've had people, like, say that they should let everyone just do steroids and make it even. Yeah. Like, I've heard people say that kind of thing. And then it's like, because if, if you say, okay, it's illegal, don't do it, people are always going to do it. It's mm-hmm. in every sport. Baseball, people are going to do it. Football, it's in every sport. The, reali- it's, it's the yeah. advantage. I mean, the reality, too, is... It, when there's a lot of money, no matter what sport it is, there's going to be people on, you know, doping or doing doing things that, that are illegal or, or banned substances, I should say. But even with our sport, it's like I, I just think they need to be more consistent. Like, 
do do I think there should be drug testing? Absolutely, but it's like it's so hit and miss and consistent. There's always these ways around it, and yeah, if they can it's random too, and, and exactly a lot like a lot of times uh, when I found Georgia, I didn't get drug tested. I was told I was doing a drug test, so I'm getting ready to pee. I'm drinking all kinds of water. I have to pee. There's no drug test. Then they're like, oh, we're just going to mm-hmm. test the main guys. I've okay. had that too. There's and then you go to other fights like, and they expected. test everyone. But the issue with that is that letting everyone doing it, I think people will be like dropping dead halfway through the fight. The only thing people are, are, are going to go so overboard with that and start jacking up their testosterone to nine thousand to one, and then you know after the first round they're going to you're going to see guys just pass out. Well, then then you could say, okay, that's a cactus. You're going to sit on a dumbass? No, you're not. Obviously, so it's not a chair. So why would you do it? If someone's going to say, okay, steroids are illegal, and they're just going to overdo it, that's I mean that's their own dumbass fault. That's the way I look. So at it. So you think they should legalize steroids? I don't think that, but. I honestly don't think there's anything they're going to do that's going to make the problem go away mm. besides legalizing it. And that's even still going to create problems. Yeah. It's like drinking and driving. You can, you can increase the penalty for what happens, but people are still going to do they're it. Still gonna it's do like it. even, it, and I'm not even talking about mixed martial arts. I'm talking about all sports. It's like you can have, you can have, make even more extreme uh, consequences. People are still going to do it. Yeah. It I mean, that's, I mean look, I, I hear you. I mean, the, but, that, but turning your back to it and saying, you know what, people are going to get away with it, that can't be the solution. Yeah. I mean, if you let everyone drink and drive, there'd be a lot more accidents. Yeah. So I, I understand. I mean, I understand both points. Now, speaking of Chael Sonnen, he's now he's fighting in metamorphosis, or he's not, he's grappling against uh, the, the best guy in the world, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Gavao. I don't really Andre follow jiu-jitsu Gavall. as much as, mm-hmm. but he's I suppose he's fighting the guy. Is is this guy just? Look, I love Chael, but is he just? He says I, I watched a video last night about it. He says I have no belt uh, in jujitsu, <laughs> yeah. and I, I have three weeks to become the best guy in the world. Let's do this now. Is he just tarnishing his legacy? Let's say he goes out there and gets submitted no. in thirty-five seconds or a minute. Uh, I don't think so. It, it was I funny. I did watch either. that video, <laughs> and he was saying I need to be a black belt in a week, and I need to be the best in the world in three weeks. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Chael Chael's funny. He's a character, but. He he is he is good. He's been he's been grappling for most of his life. Um, and, and granted, this is jujitsu, and, and he's obviously a wrestler. But um, he he's, he knows how to compete. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he's you know you, you go out and you lose to the best grappler in the world. There's, he really doesn't have much to lose. But I think he's gonna make you know he'll make it a good match regardless of the outcome. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a win win, and his wrestling is just so good that he gets he can get away with basically yeah. anything he tries because of his wrestling plus they they actually asked them the people i, I saw them on twitter the guy in charge of metamorphosis they're like are you aren't you gonna let are you gonna let him do jujitsu being the fact that he's passed and then like listen no amount of steroids this guy takes is gonna help him against galvao that's that's their plus it's a business so i mean it's an interesting perspective i mean i don't know part of me though i mean what i mean what they drug test in grappling tournaments i don't even do grappling tournaments honestly I haven't. I've mm, done maybe two. I, you know, life. I don't know. I, I've heard they're start, they're doing more like with the uh, IB, IBJJF, but I'm not really sure. I, I mean, but what's next? The guy's gonna like take on like Klitschko in boxing, and then you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Kardashian and deep throating. I mean, there's only thing that they should kind of. St- I mean, I, I like Chael, but there's a certain point where pride is at stake. And that's just what you love about Chael is that he'll call on anybody. I mean, he literally would fight Cain Velasquez if given, if given the, but at a certain point, are you just saying, you know what, we know that you're going to go get your ass kicked. That's commendable. At the same time, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't think it, I don't think with him it's, it's pride at all. I don't think he has that pride issue where he's going to go out there and, and I can't lose. Or if he loses, he's going to feel a certain way. I honestly don't think he gives a crap about if he wins or lose. He just wants to go out there and do something. He just wants mm-hmm. something to do. I think. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I think is is in yeah. his med is I just want to do something. He he loves to compete. So whether it's in you know whether he's playing 
checkers or he's doing a grappling match. Hey, I think he loves to compete. No, I mean, I love that. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I'll do comedy anywhere. At this point, I've done comedy 15 years. You put me in a chicken farm, a wedding, a, a, a nudist resort, any, in front of two people, in front of 10,000 people, I'll do comedy. And some people will go, why would you want to humiliate yourself? I go, no, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a challenge. I mean, would I want to get my ass kicked by John Jones in front of the whole world? No, absolutely not. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if I, that, that's what I train to do every day. I mean, you, got, you guys are training every single day, what, five well, hours a that's day? That's what comedy is anyway. It's taking uncomfortable situations and making them funny and comfortable. I agree. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm in. Okay, so we got that. Uh, what else can we talk about? Now, Vanderlei Silva, we talked about that. Holly Holm uh, is signed with the UFC. She says that she, Ronda Rousey's not unbeatable. Um, now they're also looking to sign Gina Carano uh, mm-hmm. this week and then give Carano a I think Carano you gotta give her two fights before a fight mm-hmm. with Ronda Rousey but the thing is she might lose those two fights and that might be one <clears> and done <throat> yeah I mean that's, that's uh, really the risk that the, the UFC would be taking is you give Gina Carano a fight before she fights Ronda Rousey well that's the big ticket fight you know what I mean that, that's, that's the fight that sells pay-per-views so it's like um, but I, she also hasn't been in action for quite a while so it's kind of like you know, I think they should give her a fight before Ronda. They should, but yeah. the thing is, is that she hasn't fought in six years, and, and the sport has evolved since the last time she fought. Majorly, granted, you, I guarantee you, you put Ronda Rousey versus Gina Carano for the Ultimate Fapping cha- uh, Fighting Championship, right? So, I mean, so I mean, you, you you put them in there, you start doing those countdown specials. I'm watching it, and and I'm gonna be sold after the first five minutes. I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna say this is ridiculous, you know. Hawani has a better chance of winning top model than, than Carano does of like beat. I mean, why why is this happening? But as soon as I start watching those countdown specials and you start seeing Gina Carano train and then they interview her trainer who's like, yeah, you know, I've never seen a girl like this. She's just got it. She's got. It. And then they start showing her knockouts or, or whatever her her highlight films from eight years ago. I'm gonna be sold on it. And and it's like. It's like going to a strip club. I believe the stripper likes me. I, you know, <laughs> you believe what you want to believe. You yeah. mean they don't like you? No, they don't. They want your money. But, but I'm convinced that I'm the sexiest guy that this girl's seen in years when she tells me that. You know, so uh, she's ever seen. Yeah, ever yeah. seen. I, I'm, I'm convinced sure. she really, really wants wants the D. Mm-hmm. So, but <laughs> but is is this making a mockery of the rankings? Is it making a mockery of women's MMA? It, I mean, look, there's Kat Zingano, there's this other girl, Amanda Nunez, there's Jessica I, mm-hmm. there's other girls out there. I think it can go both ways. I think if they give her, let's say, some tuna fights and she does well, I think it'll it'll boost it definitely. I think it'll help and it'll make money for that pay-per-view. It'll definitely help. But then if she loses, then you're going to get the people that are just going to talk shit. They shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have fought. She should have stayed in retirement. And then it just goes downhill. So it's a double-edged sword, but I think if it goes good, that'd be cool to see. Who is she gonna beat? I don't think though? she I mean, could beat Rousey. Na- name one girl in the top no, ten right can. now that she can beat. Uh, I'm talking about a girl who hasn't fought in six years. Well, that's the thing is well, a, lot, a lot of people because there's only ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's we really just don't know because you know she's been out for so long and it's like. You know, she has to get get back into training, and, it's and is like she tainted by the movie going like the movie effects of of her martial arts? Has and she, she been, couldn't make one forty five. Barely. I mean, I, I I've, I've been at parties with her. I mean, she's not a, a very yeah, petite girl. Was she a 55 a girl. A strike force? She's a beautiful girl. I'm going to get me wrong. Hot girl. 
smoking and yeah, nicest is. girl ever. You, you, you won't meet her. Yeah. Looks in your eye when you talk to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, listens to everything you say. Makes you feel like you're the most important person did in the you world. Did she liked you? I did. For a second, I thought I could <laughs> I could tap it. No, but, um, <laughs> but, 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 uh, but, 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 no, I, this is like, I mean, what are they going to, like I, I wrote on Twitter, are they going to put The Rock against Cain Velasquez next? I, I mean, <laughs> eventually, uh, these yeah. fights make money. Well, I mean, but, with, with Gina too, it's like you, you can't, she's already cemented what she, she's, she's definitely been a pioneer, especially um, as much as she's done for women's MMA, and it is where it is because of her, and, and any, any female in the sport will tell you that, but, um, you know, bringing her back, it, it's definitely a, 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 like I said, it's definitely a ticket seller, but, you know, do I, will she beat Ronda Rousey? Absolutely not. What chance do you think, think she so has either. against Ronda Rousey? I mean, it, it, let's say she was consistently training these last six years and competing, we could talk, we could have a, we could have a conversation about who would win this fight, but... It's it's hard to even be realistic and, and put that her beating Ronda in a conversation. Yeah, because who knows who knows how she is mentally, physically, how she's gonna perform, mm-hmm. you know, how she's feeling. Maybe her body's beat up, and that's why she quit fighting after that cyborg fight, especially. I think she that got cyborg fight. Movies. She got movies. She starts, you know, like anyone will tell you, you start getting millions of dollars to be in a movie, and it's off. everyone's kissing <laughs> your ass, and you're doing craft services, and, and telling you how beautiful you are, and you know, you're you're a girl, you're wearing pretty dresses and going to premieres and all that, versus be you know, training that, to fight cyborg. I mean, you know, that's what I don't get. It's like okay, especially when you get into the making the movie industry it's like there well there's your exit strategy there's your door like like here's an example rampage you star in a movie like a team and and now he's coming but you know now he's he's fighting in bellator it's like first of all uh, why are you still fighting and i liked a team too i thought that was a i did cool too movie. but I like there's it. your door there's your exit strategy and it's people oh, like maybe it's like oh they have to be this identity that they created uh, i cannot be a fighter it's like well, you also have to give respect for the craft of acting as well. And, no, I do. And it, and it is, and it's not as easy as you think. And the, the, it's like anything else. The people that make it look really easy are the ones who are really good at it. And you know, and Rampage goes on a movie, The A Team, and then goes uh, acting as gay. That that was his like. That's thing. what he said. Yeah, he said acting is gay. Wow. And, and then not. He was promoting. in another movie too. He was in this movie. Uh, shit, what was it called? My girlfriend actually did special effects for it. Um, it's about like zombies or, or something like that. And he's in this train and he's like some like just crazy ass zombie looking thing. And he gets like just chopped in half. Was like it the Jenna Jameson thing? That was it, that she was in a movie like Zombie Strippers? No, 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 no. She was in that? Oh, I don't know. Well, I can't think of the name of that movie. So, right now. so oh, by the way, Vandalay Silva was pretty funny. I actually, I met Vandalay in Vegas, right? I, I see him at, at, at a club <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, I'm a big fan. He goes, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a comedian. He goes, oh, that's great. You're doing the work for the people and the, and the service for the people, making them laugh. But everyone, we need comedians right now. Give me a hug. I don't want to be like, yeah, my jokes are about you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have the you, heart you, to tell You left them. it at that, didn't you? I did. I go, yeah. well, I, I go. I, Just I, catch I, a couple of those hooks right off the bat. <laughs> oh, I told him, I said, I like, I like roast fighters, but I don't think he really knew what I was talking about. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it was pretty funny. So you, let's talk about the, the, the UFC on Fox card. Does this be up by, by tomorrow night? All right. Sure, why not? All right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> DJ Early Shrope. Okay. So, now, uh, Donald Cerrone versus Jim Miller. Now, Cerrone has already said he wants to fight Khabib next, which then I think sponsored, uh, or I don't know, sponsors the right word, but uh, it really. Uh, so, Nate Diaz last night on Twitter wrote <laughs> some that. of you UFC dick riding asses <laughs> need to stop 
Uh, I'm talking to the ones wearing cowboy hats. So, uh, and I a couple of words were spelled wrong there. I'm, I'm not going to be the one to tell him that he spelled the words wrong. So, I guess he was talking about Donald Cerrone being a UFC dick rider. I'm not really sure what the text meant. Hmm. Uh, maybe because he's willing to fight anybody anytime, and Nate Diaz wants more money, and maybe, I don't know, that's sort of the same draw. I'm not really sure what he meant by that. I'm not even going to even... Yeah begin to interpret that however i'm just i'm just so donald cerrone versus jim miller who do you like in this fight you know i'm a fan of both these guys um jim miller man he's really he's really impressed me in the in his last couple fights i mean he he's he's one of the guys who just, yeah and, and you know he continues to get better i think he really does um he's very well-rounded too but um Man, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a great fight. I think you know Joe Silva did a great job in this, in this matchup because either guy definitely has the tools to win. Yeah, a lot of these fights on some of these cards are just hard. Like I don't even want to. It's hard to give an opinion on who you think is is better, and, and has the has the edge on the other guy because they're both just so dynamic and and it's oh man anything can happen. You know, and I think actually Jim, I thought Jim Miller was one of the more underrated guys in in, in the yeah, UFC me too. because he I, I always thought he was extremely skilled. Um, and he's really kind of coming in, into his own and getting more comfortable. In. But don't you feel like Jim Miller, though, in a way, gets to that level and then kind of like against Nate Diaz, he lost and against Nate Diaz. And then who else? Didn't he fight a... Didn't he fight a... Who did, who that was, was Diaz guillotine him, right? When he fought Diaz. In the first round. Rear naked choke. Oh, was it rear naked? DJ, can you click on Jim Miller for a sec? Thanks. Thank you, DJ. Uh... So some of his last fights, um, I, I want to say he lost. So he beat, yeah, he, he he beat Yancey. So he he lost to Pat Healy, although that was overturned. Uh, then uh, he beat he beat Lozon. He did yeah. He beat, beat Camos, but then um, I didn't even see that fight against Pat Healy. Melvin he beat Ben Henderson. He lost to. He's sort of like, but then I guess you could. Uh, yeah, I mean you know look at if Oliveira. Kamal, Gleason, Tebow. I mean he's had some big wins. Joe Lozon. Yeah. Melvin Gillard. I mean. It's tough. I mean, when you lose to guys like Benson Henderson, it's like... You're losing to the best guys. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. losing to the best guys in the world. So Especially you know, up in the top 10. I mean, you could win and win and win, but up there, it's mm-hmm. it's a coin toss. Well, but we got to pick somebody, though, guys. We have to pick a winner. Okay, we can't we can't be the nice guy podcast. Uh, so I'm picking the Cowboy on this fight. I was going to pick him, too, actually. I'm going to have to take uh, Jim Miller. I'm taking Jim Miller. Oppose both of you. DJ? Yeah, third round. Third round knockout. Bye. Jim Miller. By Jim Miller, you knocking out the Cowboy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So uh, what are we going to wager on this? Uh, I'm sorry, we can't do that on you, can we? No, we can. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can wager something. We have to wager something. We can do lunch or something like that. You have to make a sex tape and, uh, and wow. show it to our fans. I don't know if that's you know. A, that's a big wager that's, right there. You have to at least that's name not, one girl you slept with in your life uh, on, on the air. Okay. All right. Show her a picture. And, 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 show her, and show her picture. And show her picture. Because the fan, because sometimes, honestly, people will, will like text me. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, man, or they'll DM me. Uh, why does Jake never get laid? And then I, I got right back. I go, look, Jake banged some of the hottest chicks ever, which is just a oh, joke. And then, and, then, and then people write, yeah, right. You're just covering for it. So, <laughs> so, so we actually have to have proof. All right. So uh, Barboza versus Dunham. Mm. I'm gonna say Barboza on that one. I think I think Barboza has the the explosiveness and the striking that's gonna, gonna mm-hmm. win it for him. You know he's 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 kind of been a little inconsistent, but yeah, he's yeah, he's a he dangerous guy. Been, he really is. Evan Dunham, um, 
I've trained him quite uh, quite a bit in Vegas. He's he's a good guy. He's he's very well rounded too. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dunham. Um, I think if he can get Barboza to to be on the defense, if you can put him on the defense or get him to doubt himself a little bit, I think. And Evan, he's one of those guys too. He really he really gets stronger in the later rounds. Um, I'm gonna go with Dunham. He's he is kind of a strange fighter, mm. you know. This is your weight class, right? Yeah. Well, by the way, who are you calling out? Anybody you calling out after your fight? I don't know, actually. You know what I do want is I want to fight uh, Rustam Kabalov again. I want revenge. But okay. I'm going to do some wrestling a little bit first because I don't want to get dumped in my head again. <laughs> but I do want that fight again. Um, I wanted to fight Al, but Al just lost. So I guess I'll let him fight someone else first. I don't know. I don't really uh, – I haven't had too many people on my mind lately. I've, honestly, I've just been worried about just healing. And you know what you should do? You should, you should make like – because you work at AAA – Oh, I was gonna say you should come with like a jack. That should be like you need like a gimmick, you know, like <laughs> Jack Man. Like you, yeah, like you're the you jack. Get jacked up? Yeah, Vince. <laughs> yeah, Vince, the Jack Pinchel. Why do they call him the Jack? Oh, because he jacks off. No, because he works at AAA. I'm telling you, you have to because that that should be your thing. And then and then after you knock the guy out, you should put like a a thing under him and then and then like jack him up. You should like like a car, like a car jack. Right? Maybe, but I don't really like my job that much. <laughs> I, I'm trying to stay away from it. As much as possible. <laughs> He tries to forget about it. I'm telling you, Vince the Jack. Vince the Jack would be... I'm just so hateful after work. I go to the gym just pissed off every day because of work. And I'm just like, oh, let's just bring the gimmick with me. I'll be AAA. I'll just represent AAA. I, I think, I, honestly, I, I would go for it. Honestly, <laughs> I tell people that all the time. I actually, I, I met with a UFC guy and I go, yeah, man, Vince Pichel. I, I actually ran into Anthony and Giacuani afterwards. And I was like, yeah, uh, I was talking about a party about that fight. And he was like, he was complaining about the eye poke and, and stuff. And, uh, but uh I go, yeah, but I go, Vince is a great guy, though, man. I go, there's no way he, he's got a lot of character. There's no way he meant to do that stuff. And I go, plus, the guy works AAA. He goes, how do you know he works AAA? And we talked about you working in AAA for like five minutes. <laughs> a lot of people I tell that to. get all mad at you because we're like friends. It, no, it, it's like a very interesting fact about you, though. Uh, honestly, and I think it. it Am I, think I the only fighter in the UFC that has like a normal job? I know Uncle there's Creepy. quite a few. Uncle yeah. Creepy was working at, um, uh, a desk job up until like last week or something. Yeah. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Yeah. There's quite I figured a few. he got Might paid well. pretty decent because he's like pretty known. Who's that? Uncle Creepy. Uncle Creepy. I'm th- sure he gets paid pretty. I think decent. you're the only one with no kids that has a, a regular uh, job. That's probably true. No I kids think a lot I know, of times I would have to agree. Yeah, a lot with of times kids, yeah. the kids. Uh, all right, so back this Rick Story. I know your best friend, Rick Story, Jake Ellen. I don't know if you heard of this story with Jake Ellenberger for Rick Story. Are you trying to build this? And they got into a <laughs> they got into a fight backstage, and they got chairs thrown at each other. Oh really? Uh, you guys barbrawled in the back in the uh, backstage? This this was years ago. But <laughs> who's the guy he's fighting? By the way, I don't even know. I've never I didn't heard think of he was supposed. To, I thought he was supposed to fight someone else. Is didn't that, that right? Get, didn't that guy get arrested and, and had that really nice mugshot that the girls all liked? <laughs> Oh, oh the guy, about, yeah. he takes a really good photo, and, you know, and he smiles, and it's just like... <laughs> yeah, that's the guy, he's, metal on his face. that guy's doing pretty well for himself. He, the guy, that guy's from Stockton, too. Uh, he was supposed to fight someone else at that Rick story. Who was he supposed to fight? I don't know. He's fighting the, this mm. guy, Leonardo this Mafra. Guy? I've never even heard of this guy. But yeah, aren't those sure. guys some of the most dangerous guys, those guys that you never heard of, that you take the fight on yes. a week and a half notice, and... I mean, yeah, you know, guys, especially guys who have nothing to lose, you know, they're like, yeah. And whatever. they're hungry, it's their shot. They don't care. So, all right, well, we got uh, John Lineker. I can't believe he made weight. Well, I don't know if he has made weight yet. He's actually weighing in as, come out as we Who? speak. John Lineker. Uh, he's, he's missed weight like three out of four times. For real? He, oh, God. He comes in like, like even like he misses the weight class above him. He, 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 he's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so we'll get that. And then uh, Jessamyn Duke, I know you train with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fighting Leslie Smith, who's a tough girl. 
Yes. Uh, the Peacemaker. Is that really a good name, though? The Peacemaker? Is that the name you want? I mean, <laughs> as a fighter? Yeah, I don't know if I'd like that as a my nickname in the UFC. But. I mean, you better I don't know. Be a, a lot of cowboys had guns called Peacemakers. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you better off as like... Uh, Dan Henderson was the, the uh, pacemaker, actually. Okay. Pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jessamine Duke versus the Peacemaker. Jessamine Duke needs a win. Uh, I like Jessamine Duke a lot, but she definitely needs a win. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like her, too, but I think she's too timid when she fights. I think she doesn't, she doesn't use her potential, her, her oh, length definitely. and her striking when she's fighting. Definitely. She, she's Especially got with a her lot last of, fight, fighting she's that got Brazilian. A lot of, exactly. A lot of potential. Um, and she's so much, so much taller. I mean, she she needs to use her jab more. Yeah, really she's, control that she's range. Huge she's huge. Other girls, super tall, them. super long. Yeah, I feel like uh, she hasn't found herself yet. Yeah, you know, like she's be. not comfortable with her style yet. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, like she doesn't know if she wants to be a boxer, a Muay Thai. You know, uh, we well, you know sometimes it's hard because I've kind of struggled with that too, uh, coming up and fighting because it's like your coaches want you to be good at this and that and that, and yeah. then you kind of concentrate on that instead of being yourself and doing what exactly. you're comfortable with. So I understand that, and and maybe that is it. Maybe that's what what's going on. But especially when you start, you know, when you start focusing on things that you're that's your weaknesses or you're not strong at, then it's like you do it for so much, and then you get all. You get a little, you get a little cocky, and you're like, "Oh, this is, you know, I'm, I've been training this so hard. I'm yeah. good." And you start trying stuff. Oh yeah, like when Kostic kind of, became the boxer. Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's how I feel about wrestling right now. Like mm-hmm. I sucked at wrestling. That was my weak point. In my last fight, I looked like a D1 wrestler. You did. You looked like and a Greco-Roman wrestler. I'm not that good by any means in training at all. Like yeah. I, I still suck. In did you ever wrestling. wrestle in school no, at all? I've wrestled never. never. Did nothing. Okay. He started training at 26. Wow. He walked into a gym uh, at 26. And now he's 26 and a half in the UFC. He, he, uh, <laughs> no, literally, he started training. That's crazy. Uh, okay, if you don't know anything, you weren't here at the time. Okay, a, a quick recap. Oh, yeah, he wasn't here that time. Quick recap of, of, of Vince Pinchell's life. Vince had been, uh, is from the horrible streets of Chatsworth. Testify, right? testify. So he was arrested 26 <laughs> times growing up. Mm-hmm. He, was in, he was in quasi-gangs. Uh, he had a really... never in a gang. I was never in a gang. He had a really tough... <laughs> he was never in a gang. He's had a really tough life. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when he was 20... Then he... he, he, he Getting all these fights, he walked into a gym at, at 26. Walked into a gym for the first time. Shit, quit. He was sick of getting the beat up. Mm-hmm. Made the Ultimate Fighter at 30. Four years later, is now what eight and one in the UFC. Um, nine and one, two and one in the UFC. Nine and one mm-hmm. in the, in the UFC. Got his high school GED uh, six months ago. That's didn't my best gra- accomplishment. Right there. Didn't even graduate high school <laughs> and you. works full time mm-hmm. and and has got a hot. Gorgeous, badass chick who's all tatted up. Mm. One of those like suicide girl type girls that's like, you're like, you know what's funny you say that is I said something to her not too long ago and I was like, because I was like just scrolling through my Instagram and you know, I follow a suicide girl. She's like, oh, you follow them too? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I was like, you could totally be a suicide girl. She's like, you wouldn't let me. And I was like, yeah, I would, as long as you're not trying to like bang other dudes. Like, I'm okay if you're okay. And I was like, look, I was like, you're hot. You got tats. You're a crazy cat lady. You're a suicide girl. Like, <laughs> It's <laughs> almost like you. It's almost like you were born to be it. Like just do it. So now is she doing it? No, she's not. Oh, good, good. She, I, she's I, still I, would, like, I would hate to be that was a, what, what, like you left from the show. But uh, <laughs> but the awkward know. text I get from him afterwards. <laughs> I just saw your chick on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Vince has got a, he's got a tough life, but a really positive. And this is the kind of shit the the, the UFC needs to like throw down people's people honestly I, and I told the guy from the UFC I said look you, obviously you're doing a great job it's the greatest thing in the world is, is what I watch is the UFC but there are guys out there mm-hmm. that that people would connect with that are that it's hard because the ultimate fighter isn't what it was back when the ultimate fighter first came out people were like holy shit like Diego Sanchez, that's a, I, that's a guy I went to high school with. That fucking crazy guy that sat in the corner and talked to himself. And that's <laughs> and like Forrest Griffin, you know, Stephen Bonner. But because now it's 
on Fox Sports One, and it's season. 19 and it's not 20 now it's 20 doesn't have the traffic spike ufc's been now it's whatever that those stories that people can connect with yeah. are not it's like people are saying people are saying honestly and i'm not to hype our own podcast people are saying to me man your podcast is great because i i learn more about people in your podcast in a way that i would never do it from those 12 second promos where they you know say I'm gonna win tonight or uh, I'm hungrier or you know it's all about who wants it more you know or yeah, whatever yeah, it you is you know what too uh, ever since I was on your on the first time I was on your podcast I've been having people DM me and tweet me and stuff saying that like they had no idea like how I was and they're a cool person they're fans now and stuff which is pretty cool so oh, yeah, thanks, thank you man. for that and at the expo too I had a couple people come up to me and were like I loved you on the podcast I can't wait for you to be on there again and I'm mm. like oh sweet you know oh nice trying to work it out get yeah, in yeah my, my expo experience is a little different but. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. We, we I did I did get compliments for the, the podcast though. Jake, get the best. All right, so we got. I want to hear a story. So we we have, we have Jessica I. We're gonna call right now, Jessica I, and then we got Mark Coleman. Hello, is this Jessica I? Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted podcast with Adam Hunter, Jake Ellenberger, and Vince Pinchell. How are you? I'm wonderful, guys. Jessica, how are you? how's it going? What's up? You sound be- you sound beautiful as always. Thank you. Did I just woke up from a beauty nap. Did we so, wake you? Um, I'm gonna eat and then go back into training here in a little bit. Now, uh, congrats on LeBron James coming back to Cleveland. <laughs> I know our town went freaking AWOL for a couple of days. I think they're finally settling down. I think, but I tried not to go out. But yeah, it's very it's very nice to have him back. Uh, now, are you a big uh, you know uh, Cavaliers fan? I'm a sports fan, so I love all like athletics. So, I mean, look, if LeBron comes back and we win, that means better things for us. Now, so I, I'm, I'm cool with it. It's a yeah. good point. It's a good point. Now, Jessica, I gotta say, look, I'm a I'm a I'm a Jessica I fan. You know, you've been, you've been on the show before. Uh, I remember the first time you came on, I, I tricked you into saying that you're 100% horny and single, <laughs> and then you got and then you got thousands of dick pics sent your way from angry Brazilians or horny Brazilians. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> You're you're a really good sport, uh, and then you uh, now you agreed to go on a date with me, and then I was seeing somebody, and you then Jake said he would take you out. I heard you ran into Jake in Texas, but, but there was no date. What, what, what's going on here? I feel a match coming we did, up. I, I did. I met her. He in didn't even know who I was. He looked at me like I was a crazed woman. <laughs> no. Jake, and he was like, "Oh my god, this crazy <laughs> fan! Someone, no, someone no, get no. her away from me." I no, I'm I'm sorry. I was I was definitely out of it. Anyway, I think it was right, it was right after the weigh-ins, and I'm kind of like trying to uh, things are going crazy. I'm trying to help my brother out, and anyway, so I apologize for that. But so, jo- so, so Jessica eyes in front of you. She's throwing herself at you, and, and and then you act like her. She's like a crazed woman. Are you nuts? Maybe you really are a virgin. How how, how, did, how did that happen? <laughs> no, she was not throwing herself at me, but I <laughs> I saw her the next day when we were at the the. The gym in the in the hotel at the fitness center, and I apologized for not. Uh, you did, you did, you so did apologize. We had a conversation, and then it had to work out. And you're already like, saying you're sorry to her before you even hook up with her. That's that's amazing. That's uh, Jake. You're one of a kind. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Are you Canadian? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. He's from Omaha. Now, uh, now, now, listen. Uh, we got to say a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on in a female MMA. We have to get your opinion on it. I, I know after uh, Ronda Rousey demolished Alexis Davis, you said uh, you basically kind of subtweeted. You kind of subtweeted like, "Hey, 
uh, Ronda Rousey is not beatable. I mean, I mean, she's she's not unbeatable. I'm coming for you, sort of. Correct? Yeah, I mean, that fight. I, I mean, I don't think I slept the night after watching that fight. Like, I, I couldn't. My anxiety was so high. But yeah, I mean, I've been subtweeting a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, if everybody else in the women's division just thinks I'm rolling over because I failed a drug test and then lost a really crappy split decision, like. I had a really crappy start, but that doesn't mean I'm not a good fighter or I'm not champion material. So I'm kind of just playing playing back on the side. I think people notice my Twitter and notice me saying things. I mean, everyone's beatable. Everyone said it about Hannah Burrell. Everyone said it about Anderson. Like, everyone's beatable. It happens. And Absolutely. I just believe I am. And, and why wouldn't I? Yes. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, as, as you guys both know, this is a... Uh, the toughest sport in the world, you know, and then there's so many different variables that go into to winning and losing, and and uh, every anyone is beatable. That is uh, 100% true. Now, now, I mean, that uh, let's let's slow down. Now that that drug test you failed, I heard it was like basically you walked past someone who was smoking weed, and then you failed the drug test. It was like point like some ridiculous amount of low weed in you, correct? Yes, correct. One nanogram. One, one nanogram. I know. What's one the nanogram. limit? I don't even know what the limit is. Well, yeah, what is the limit? And didn't they just it, raise it? Well, it depends on, remember, everything's done by commission. So every state is different. Like some commissions are 50, some commissions are 160. Texas is one of only two states that have uh, 15, 15 nanograms. So, and I scored a 16. So how much did that cost you? <laughs> it, well, you know, sponsors. Um, it cost me friendship. It cost me my win. Um, and most of all, it cost me, you know, some of the trust of some of the fans, which is really crappy. And, you know, I'm, I'm still fighting for some of that back, but it's obviously kind of put me in a predicament. I mean, for my first two fights in the UFC. So Honestly, I, the, the way I looked at it is like you're a hot chick that smokes weed and can fight. I, I was in love. I don't I, see a problem. I thought, it was a, I thought it was amazing. I thought I was, I don't know. I was... Uh, well, I mean, you guys are awesome, so it's awesome. And it seemed like everyone at the UFC is you know, very awesome. forgiving and, and, uh, and about, all about second chances. So, they, um, hey, when, I guess, way, way to be the first of something in the UFC. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like people are judging you unfairly because of that? A hundred percent. They, of course, I'm judged unfairly. Like, people want me to explain what happened in a hundred percent. Like, no one in MMA or as well as any public figure life can explain everything to everyone. Like I can't, I could never explain the circumstances. No, I could never explain anything to them that they would understand that enough that I guess I kind of try to protect it in most ways. And, and it didn't really kind of, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. I, I remember you were going, I mean, you were going through a really hard time. Your father was sick, uh, you know, and you you lost your first fight ever, which was very you know it was a very close fight. It was one of those fights. I, I watched it a couple times, and I can't even tell you who won that fight. It was one of those I fights. Mean, I you know, with me and Alexis, it was it was very good. It was it was a great fight, but it definitely like when I watch it, I, I hate watching it. I didn't fight like I like I was supposed to. I mean, shoot, they got me, they got me exposed. Um, and camera people for Dana's freaking little video about kind of caught me in like a sad moment in the back at that fight and I just didn't do what I was supposed to do like I I fight tougher than that how did I come out and fight a previous striker and world champion before and fight at such a top level and then come out and just not with a lecture now do you think uh, do you you think because you used to fight a 125 
if, if there was a 125-pound yeah. division, would, would, would you go down to that? I can't now. At, at this point, the, the past year and a half has been about getting myself at, at keeping myself at a higher level. And 25 was always kind of a hard cut. So for me now, I'm perfect for 35. I've kind of been, you know, hanging out on like the outside. No one really knows what Justin's been doing, and I'm I'm getting stronger and I'm getting faster, and I'm fitting into this this weight class even better. Are you dating anyone? Has you have you found anybody in, in like Cleveland, or are you still like no one in Cleveland? I remember you came on the show. You said no one in Cleveland is going to go around saying that they bang Jessica I uh, because they're not well, good enough. There's still no one that can say that. <laughs> but I've I've gone on a couple dates. I, I I tried to I tried it. How'd it go? Did it work? <laughs> you know, they're they're dates, right? Isn't that what they're supposed to be? I live uh, a I live a hard life, so it's definitely hard to accept. I got a, I got a question for you. So, do you, being a women fighter, especially in the UFC, do you have guys that are like trying to throw themselves at you and and trying to trying to get that trophy of of Jessica I? Oh, I'm, yeah, I definitely did. I have a very very good I guess, Twitter boyfriend following like i have <laughs> they all like they all tell me that i'm their their girl and whatever whatever but yeah sometimes i have this guy that's on my freaking facebook that i'm about to just out him to every person in the world if he doesn't stop asking me for pi- picture feet or pictures of my feet oh god of your feet wait yeah i mean for months you guys for months you've been doing it. i mean not a month is it years, quentin tarantino been doing that. yeah since toby from kent state Oh, I thought it was like Rex Ryan. Um, now, <laughs> That's why he's not here. Yeah. Now, now, does Stipe go on dates with you? Does he tag? No, does, does he tag along? Recently, got in. He just got out of a really interesting relationship. So, no, he does not. Because I, 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 I like Stipe. Stipe said he was going to punch me in the dick when he sees me. Uh, and then uh, I, I think he was kidding. I wasn't sure. But then... Uh, but, you hope to find out. But then last night he said he needed a new nickname. So then I said, uh, Stipe Miocic needs a new nickname. You know, and like the winner gets a Pat Hilly bong. And then thousands of people started writing nicknames. And then uh, one of them was Who... Uh, the, yeah, it was who was I? I, I actually wrote uh, Fight Pass Prelims. That was his new nickname. <laughs> it was uh, he. <laughs> he seems like awesome. a really. He seems like a really good sport. Now, now, what do you he think? Is. He's he's very good sport. Now, what do you think of like? Uh, first of all, the UFC signing Holly Holm. Is that something that you want to fight? What do you think of uh, Gina Carano possibly getting the immediate shot against Ronda Rousey? What are your thoughts on this? I would love to. F- I want to fight Gina. I, I will fight anybody at this point. Like I, I'm at the point that like I'm in the UFC, and at this point, we all have to fight each other. But, I mean, it would be a dream come true to fight Gina. Like, on so many levels, it would be a dream come true. Just because I know that, I, I know I could beat her number one. And number two, like she, she was someone I looked up to at one point. That'd be a pretty hot. She was fight someone to watch that I mean, was, I mean, she was huge in women's MMA. Why wouldn't I want to fight someone at her level, and or her stature? But you don't, but, I mean? but, like, but why not? But don't, or, but, or Holly. But Holly's a perfect. Holly, Holly, with me would match up very, very good. I mean, if people want to see the blood of the throne, I mean, between the both of us, like I think that our styles would match up fun and give everyone a good fight. You wouldn't be concerned about I mean, Holly about Holly's boxing now. at all. Huh? You wouldn't be concerned about Holly's boxing? I mean, what? I mean, no, not at all. I mean, I, unless unless that gives her some crazy advantage that she can stop my takedowns or or stop me from punching her first. Like, I mean, Mike Tyson was an amazing boxer, but he didn't win all of his fights. Right. 
That's, I mean, that's I, I, you know what? I think what happens with women's MMA and how some of these girls get beat and why Ronda's got this, like, majestic power over half the fucking Bantamweight division is because, like, I, I don't have a problem looking at another confident woman. I don't, I don't have a confidence issue. I don't look at Ronda just because she's making movies and doing all these things. Do I look at her like she's just much better woman? Just because you have more money in your bank account does not make mean you mean you're a good person or a good fighter. Or I should be, or I should be scared of you. So I, I don't look at it that way. And I feel like some of these girls do. I feel like some of these girls are so intimidated by like the pressures of of life and. That's that's what I, I feel is holding girls back from Ronda. That's what I hold as feeling holding girls back from Ronda is the intimidation factor. They're all intimidated by her because of her prasana. It's kind of like how Tyson was doing a Tyson, like how Tyson would break people in, right when they like as they got into the ring with Tyson, they just fell apart. Do you think Alexis Davis? I mean, it's, it seems like these girls are getting thrown by like uh, these like a head, sort of like a head and arm throw, a head and arm judo throw. Yeah, because ever, because everyone who fucking fights Rousey, oh she's sorry, she's not English. Everyone who fights Rousey, no, go ahead, you curse. Same way. They fight her the same exact way. They come in wide, wide arms, and, and as, as a judo person, they want to get inside. And plus, the one with Alexis Davis, Alexis Davis, that right, that overhand right, hit her right on the top of the head. That was a perfect spot to knock someone out with. She hit her like right above the ear. And my, if you guys slow it down and watch it, you'll see it. And she fell and right into Ronda, and that toss was like, "Oh, you're leaning on me. How about I throw you?" Yeah, that's exactly how that went. So down. it wasn't. It wasn't a, in in my mind. I mean, yeah, she tossed her, but how how legitimate was it? Did she really? I mean, how much effort was that was going on? Because Alexis looked like. I mean, she looked like she got punch drunk. Hey, yeah, I, I I knew when she came out to Lord that she was in trouble. Honest, because I was like, you know what? Why are you coming out to this horrible song by Lord? Uh, it seems like I don't. I would love to see you versus Rhonda. I think. I think you know. I I would put you up there as. Probably the girl. I I know I know. Cat is fighting. Um, Cat Zingano is fighting. Uh, uh, what's her name? The uh, no no. Cat's fighting the girl that beat. Uh, Cat Zingano is, is fighting the tough girl. She's fighting the the girl that beat. Um, the girl that came on our show, uh, Rachel De Germain. The girl that Leona? No, the Leona and Valerie just got Amanda Nunez. Fight, yeah. Am- Amanda Nunez. Nunez. Yeah, yeah. And Nunez fight. is a, that's a good fight. She's a tough girl, Nunez. She, yeah, I think that all, I think all the women's division is tough. Like it's there's there's nobody in a better position. I mean, the only person right now that's in the best position is freaking Rhonda. and she. I mean, she got in at the right time. She she got in the right way and, and got the right fight. So, what do you think about this girl Rin Nakai? Uh, she, if you guys don't know her, she's just basically this girl from Japan that wore a tiara and like a a, a dress. To she's like sixteen and zero, but she does like kind of soft core. Kind of Japanese porn, not like full penetration porn, but like she's in like a she's in like a bunny suit, na- like uh, kind of naked, with, and she's fighting Misha Tate next. Uh, she's she's. I've heard about it. I've listened. Every everybody who comes up to me like at the gym, they're like, "Hey, what do you think of that porn star fighting Misha Tate?" <laughs> and and I, I I I didn't know. I had no idea that she had ever done anything like that, or you know, or. I mean, I thought that one of the ring girls got fired from the UFC because she did something like well, that. Well, yeah, like, but she was, like, finger-banging herself like and stuff. I like she, I mean, this girl, Renika, I don't know if she does, like, porn, like, any kind of penetration. or She's not, she's not naked. I mean, what if she's... I mean, she's just... How do we know? Just because it's not on videotape doesn't mean it doesn't... 
exist. Yeah, it's more like fetish stuff. Uh, people in Japan are weird. I think that's, that's the whole point. Weird. I don't know. It's like, it's like the bull- people in balloon fetishes where like, they rub the balloon all over them. Yeah, she's kind of a... she's kind of a feet b- fetishes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, if I'm Misha Tate, I'm kind of going to be concerned about this girl because she looks like she's a, a powerhouse, this chick. She's like one... I never saw a Japanese girl, just a, a muscle. It's like a Hello Kitty. I wonder how tall, how tall is on she, roids. though? How tall is she? How tall is she? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know who this girl I didn't know who she was until all of a sudden like this it says is she's five one. But but she, Oh yeah. See that's what I'm saying. Like when you everybody should know that by now, like when you are like five anything from five three under looks diesel. Yeah. Your arms are about that's six her. inches long that's and their biceps chick. are about twenty five inches wide. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 strange. It, sixteen it is, and zero. Yeah, sixteen and zero. Look at her. She's in a bunny costume. And I, the joke that I wrote was that, that that's how Caraway looks in the bedroom. That's a buff ass bunny. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't take her seriously. But maybe. yeah, it's hard. I don't. I, I really hope she comes in wearing a bunny costume. I would laugh my ass off if she wore the bunny ears during the fight. Come on, tell me you wouldn't laugh. I'm kind of surprised the UFC like Sander like I mean, with that kind of stuff. It's fun to see people do that. But Jane Sydney was like the original that did that. Like female, remember? Jim Finney always came to the cage in like knee high stockings, like little pigtails. Like Jim Finney was the first girl to ever come out that would always walk out in some kind of like crazy outfit. And- I think it's great, honestly. I think that uh, it's going to be entertaining, and as long as that's what Dana White said, as long as this girl can fight, she doesn't care. She wears a tiara and a baby dress to the to the press conference. You know. What if she <laughs> shaves? What if she shaves an arrow in her head? <laughs> yeah, she should. She should do that. That would be amazing. Point down. Yeah. All right, so we got to talk about your love life because that's what people want to know about. So you 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 went on a couple dates. Now, did guy, were guys scared to try anything because they knew that you could mess them up? No, but I think that it's it's just it's it's hard because I'm I'm just I'm not an I wouldn't say I'm not like I'm not an easy person for like I have to get to know people like I don't give people a chance usually like unless you're just a fan like of course I'll be super nice to you but when it comes into like like well hey like you want to hang out in my house I'm like no I don't want to hang out at your house because I know what you want to do and. I know that you're going to go run and kiss and tell, so I don't, I don't want to. All right. I won't tell anybody about anything we do. So, uh, <laughs> except, except, except for Jake and Vince. They're the only guys that I will tell. Jake and Vince, I promise. I'm a trusting you. Can't, yeah. you. You can't trust me. You can't trust yourself. But Jake has told me stuff, and I told you stuff that nobody knows about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so all right. So, I'm not, now... Okay, so it takes a what, like three or four dates for you to do anything? I mean, you, I mean, you, you make out, though, right? I mean, you kiss and... No, I guess yeah. I mean, I think everybody tries that aspect of it, but I mean, it's just I don't know. It's something that's not on my. I mean, it's not on my my immediate radar right now. All right, I mean, like, so I'm you're just fo- trying to win fights. Like I'm just trying to like. There is somebody that you know eventually that could have potential, and I just take it one day at a time. Well, we have to get rid it's of not him. Have a bunch of crazy. Yeah. It's not even have a bunch of crazy men. I mean. Look what happened when Ronda, like, who even knows what happened with, like, Ronda and the Schwab thing? It's like TMZ when it comes to these girls, like, oh, yeah, well, who's she messing with? Who's she messing with? So when there was, like, a, I don't even know if it was true or not about her and Schwab, like, people that just, uh, they just, they make porn. You can't, you can't go out telling people that you're doing stuff right away because too much speculation. Well, yeah, you know what it is? You know, you get more stalkers. It's also, it's also, I think, it's also because female fighting is sort of a, a new thing, and and it's just, it's different. A lot of people don't understand. Like, uh, you know, I look at you guys. Female fighters date. They didn't know that. 
Well, they, they, I think they, they date, but they're also there are a lot of crazy fanboys. I, I, I would, I, you know, but that's what the guys too, though. I mean, people say to me like, "How come you ask the girls?" I'm like, I ask the guys way worse questions than I ask the girls. I mean, we have guys that, right. you know, talk about having. I mean, we had Leonard Garcia talking about having threesomes with Cerrone on double teaming chicks on, on like the show. I mean, that's just that's just the. I guess it's, in I society, it's 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 yeah, more. Me too. <laughs> but you know, that's what people want to hear about, though. You know, that's what they want to hear. But I give I, the people what they want to hear. Yes, but I, I like that. You know what? Though, hey, you. If I had a daughter, though, if I had a daughter, I would want her to be like you. I, you're because you, you're a good athlete. You could fight. You got into a car accident. You were almost died. You came back. You built yourself up. You're a nice girl, and you, you know, and you're a girl that's like, you know what? A guy's gonna have to earn my vagina, and, and I think that's actually a really nice thing about you. I put it on a pedestal. Yes, you put your <laughs> vagina on a pedestal. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. You know what it is? Is we've, we, I, as I was, I think I was raised by men, and, and there was no other way to be because if not, my my brothers or my dad was going to go kill somebody. So I, I preferred not to get any of my male friends killed. Oh, all right. So we're going to date in California. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot stricter gun laws here. So oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, well, listen, uh, Jessica, you, you, I'm so happy you came on the show because I, I remember after I wanted to get you back on when all that stuff was happening and you're like, I, I don't want to do press for a while. And uh, I, w- I was really looking forward to this. I really was. And uh, I Yay, think... Yay, good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready. I'm, I'm healed up. No one can make fun of me for failing my drug test because I'm okay with it. And I just can't wait to get back in there and fight again. All right. So, you wanna, so you're calling out Holly Holm. You're calling out Gina Carano. And don't it, do that. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't you dare do that to me. But uh, I will fight anybody. She is put that as a headline. Anyone. I will fight anyone at any time, too. Okay, you'll find it. Now, now, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, um, Facebook, and my Instagram is just evil. All one word. All right. Well, thank you, and have a great rest of the week. Thanks, Jessica. Uh, thank thank you. you. Talk soon. Take care. Bye. All right, that was Jessica I. I have a, I have a question. Uh, you being a fighter, could you date another chick that's a fighter? It'd be tough. I but, mean, well, you have before. I, I, have. I personally feel like I would have to kick her ass just to feel like a man again <laughs> if I had to date a fighter chick. You know what I mean? Like, like beat her up? Yeah, like not like, like just, not, not like just to be like wow. I'm King Dingling, right? You're the woman, I'm the man. Come on, like, beat her up like that. in practice, not like beat her up at, like because people are gonna say that you're gonna beat her up at home. Like, oh yeah, up, no, I don't mean that. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not abusive at all. Yeah, okay, that's at okay, the same time. If you were dating a fighter, they're very understanding. They know what you do. They go through that kind of thing. But, you know, it's same. You, it's like mixing business and pleasure. It's like you're in the gym together. It's just, you know what I mean? It, it, it's tough. It would be hard for me to date a girl that's around dudes all the time, making comments around around dudes that can kick my ass every day. You're and now. then the you're girl can the type? girl can kick my ass every day. I, I would have to show her that look, I could beat you in wrestling. <laughs> 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 but uh, at the same time, it would be it would it would not be easy. I think I would be able to do it. I look the way I look at it is like 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 a fighter challenges me to a fight. Uh, like look yeah okay look give me five years to train uh, to fight you. Number one five years. Five, I, I, I need a five year <laughs> training camp. And also, <laughs> let's see you get in front of people for an hour and didn't like do comedy because a lot of guys would fold at that. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't do that. That's for sure. So, uh, I, like, if, like let's say Brian Caraway is like, "I'll kick your ass." All right, Caraway, why don't you open up for me at uh, the thing, and we'll see how fucking brave you and we'll are. We'll fight afterwards, and then we'll fight afterwards. <laughs>
afterwards. So, because I think maybe I would do better at fighting than he would do at comedy. But maybe not. Who knows? Carrie might be the funniest guy in the world, and then he would destroy, and then I'd feel even worse. So, uh, who knows? Then what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, then I'm really fucked. Then I'd have to kind of hold yeah, up the white no, flag. I, I definitely, we have a lot of respect for what you do. Uh, it, going on stage and, and adjusting to the crowd and stuff and dealing with all the... All the nonsense and hecklers. That's so, uh, well, especially so, since you're the only one talking and there's like no feedback, so you can't yeah, really so go not, off it's of not people. Like, it's, it's not like we would all three be on stage. Yeah. Be one person, you know what I mean? It's well, like, the hard yeah. part to me, like I look at it as like, okay, like a lot of times I'm on stage and I got to do 45 minutes or an hour, and the crowd's not laughing at anything at minute ten by 10 minutes, nothing, mm-hmm. and I got 35 more minutes and I got to make this work. A lot, you start a lot of times, a lot you got to figure out what you got to do. Now, a lot of times, I'm sure you'll be in a, a sparring with someone or fighting someone and you're like all right my takedowns aren't working my punches aren't working uh my, my jiu-jitsu is not working but i still have to figure out how to beat this guy and it's sort of kind of like okay that's mm-hmm. when that's when you separate the men from the boys that's that's when experience comes and uh, you know bernard hopkins is a uh, i think such a master of his of boxing because he'll step on your foot he'll he'll he'll, <laughs> he'll elbow you he'll rub his shoulder in you he'll, he'll put his forehead in your eye he's a tr- uh, he's a master you look you look at the bernard hopkins kelly pavlik boxing match and you just see a guy who who's just been around versus a guy who hasn't i got you know? i gotta admit i've stepped on feet before to stop you from running away from me in sparring really i've stepped on feet yeah because mm-hmm. then it gets the because i have sparring partners that are smaller than me so they're a lot faster and i'm not that fast as it is so it's like they're hitting me and running and I just, I get so pissed off. I just step on their feet so they can't run away, and then I swing. It's just tricks, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, just tri- it's just old school tricks. A lot, a lot of times, it's like, it's with comedy. It's just old school tricks of like, okay, how do I get the crowd back? And that's just look, it, you know, when you're getting paid to do a job, you got to do a job, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, but yours, I think, is is a little more difficult than ours because when we get to that point, it's we just swing harder. For you, you actually have to think and do something and and, and I change don't know, what man. You're nothing, doing. nothing to me, honestly. Comedy's a hard thing, but. I don't have to like go home. I, I sparred a couple times, uh, boxing with my headgear, and that night I had the worst fucking headache. And and <laughs> and, 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 uh, and uh, I'm I don't know the, the, what you guys do is brutal, uh, brutal. I have such respect for it, honestly. Thank so, you. So uh, anyway, that being said, uh, Mark Coleman is our next guest. We are here with one of the greatest fighters of all time, uh, UFC Hall of Famer. Olympian, badass, pride winner, UFC champion, just all-around great guy, role model, Mark Coleman. How are you, man? Well, once again, uh, that's uh, <laughs> what's a heck of an introduction there. I really I appreciate that. It's kind of put a smile on my face again. I guess it put me back in the mood. I'm ready to go out there and fight here. Uh, well, uh, let's roll with this. How are you, by the way? I'm, I'm doing well. I had, I had a good week. I was in Rochester, New York, doing stand-up comedy and... Uh, I'm a. I'm actually. I'm. I'm doing a, a comedy show in Toledo in November. How far are you from Toledo? Well, I grew up uh, 40 minutes from there, Fremont, Ohio. But I'm in Columbus now, so Toledo's probably about two hours from Columbus. But uh, that would be neat. Nice. Toledo. You're gonna be going to Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, doing doing comedy there. Wow, <laughs> that's interesting. I've been there a few times. What's that place like? Rockets. But uh, who? Come on, fill me back in. Give everybody else an introduction here. Who we got in the house? All right, so we have we have Jake Ellenberger, who's a, a top five, a, a one seventy. Yeah, he's a kick ass fighter. He's coming off a tough loss, but he's he's on his way back. He's a, he's calling people out. He's 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 been he's over over thirty over thirty five fights, thirty five pro fights. Yeah, over thirty five. Thirty five pro fights. Started wrestling in college. Actually, jo- walked onto his college wrestling team. Also. 
served in the armed forces. So he's a uh, he, he's a good dude right here. Great dude. I appreciate that. Awesome. I know that. Which college? Uh, I went to Nebraska Omaha. Nebraska Omaha. They got a nice little program, right? Yeah, yeah. They they had. And you walked on and uh, you, you did you tear it up there when you got there? Yeah, I, I did pretty well. I uh, my my twin brother Joe. He, he he grew up wrestling. I was I was I was always around it, and and we always fought and and butt heads pretty much our whole life. So I I, I was kind of wrestling, but not really wrestling. So that more more so fighting, but that's brothers. You know how that is. And then um, a good friend of mine was going to school there. He got a scholarship to wrestle there, and um, I had already started kind of training a little bit for fun. And as as I started uh, progressing in MMA. I wanted to, to to get better and, and and learn how to wrestle, and I and I actually got a good four years there at the. Uh, but Mark, he he walked on to a team, never wrestled in high school, never even did well, the sport. Wait, okay, see, I didn't understand. He's got to come on, Jake. You got to <laughs> you got to be more clear. You you didn't wrestle in high school, and you walked on in college. I, I, maybe you told me this before. I didn't remember, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that don't happen very often. And eventually, uh, how long did you start? Eventually. Um, you know, I, 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 I had the opportunity. I wrestled in quite a few opens, um, but okay, I, okay. I, fighting, fighting really started. I started taking off in my MMA career, so I, I got to, I got four good. I trained there for four, four years, but I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't wrestling uh, like on the team as, as a starter. No. Okay, I got you. That's good enough. But I tell you what, uh, uh, you got four years of college wrestling, and in, in my humble opinion. Uh, I, I think you really gotta. Uh, you, you started fighting like probably when you were a freshman in college. You were starting to do MMA a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but you stuck with the four years of college wrestling. I think. Uh, I think that was. Uh, I think that was probably one of your biggest assets to what makes you who you are today. And that's a uh, you know I love watching you fight. I already said that last time. And uh, yeah, you're you're a wrestler to me. You <laughs> wrestle four years. You you can't. You can't get better training in six months at college. The grind, embrace the grind. Is it brutal or what? You see those guys? Do people know how brutal it is to go six months, try to be a national champ? Jesus, yeah. No, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. And then uh, then we also have Vince Pichel here who uh, he um, – well, We got Vince uh, – Vince who? Vince Pichel who – I'm a nobody. He, he's not a nobody. He, 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 come on, come on, DM. Come on, DM. Get, mm, Spell the last name, because I'm maybe you're maybe I'm you're cutting out. But how you say his last name? It's Pichel. It's Pichel. Now Vince uh, started training MMA at 26 years old, walked into a gym. Made it. He's now 31. He's nine and one. He's uh, two and one in the uh, UFC. He just beat Anthony and Jekawani, and he, he's a uh, he's a, a badass dude. Oh well, hello Vince. <laughs> hey, it's nice to meet you, Mark. Big big fan Thank, of you, man. Thank big you. Fan I appreciate you. that. Now, that's uh that that's nice when you that's what you know you're 26 and all of a sudden you, you all of a sudden this opportunity arises you get to take that chance and do it that's uh that's kind of what happened with me uh, I'm wrestling there's not really much going on I'm getting past my prime and and oh thank God that UFC started and gave me the opportunity so and it gave so many people the opportunity just like yourself and now you're you're nine and one are you um, you train with Jake there or not? 
Uh, no, but I might pretty soon here. He's, he trains pretty close to me. Who's the guy that got you in the okay, I'm sure well, he'll know the guy that got you in the what, UFC. Oh, uh, Mark Smith. Mark the Bear Smith. You know, have you heard of Mark the Bear Smith? Well, it, it sounds familiar. There's so many names, but uh, he's, what, he's your head man? No, he's the one that got me into fighting. He fought a Dan Severn a long time ago in a smaller promotion, but he's the one that got me into he's fighting. That, okay, he got you into fighting, so now you're training uh, where at? Uh, I trained over Big John McCarthy's in Valencia, and then I trained at uh, Sugarfoot Training Center in West Hills. For my kickboxing, big and John McCarthy is he? Does he come in much? Yeah, he does actually. At first, he didn't so much, but now he comes in a lot. He's That's a lot. great, man. He's one of my favorite uh, good buddies. Yeah, I got a good man. Relationship we, with John. Had, we 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 had some feistiness in the the beginning because uh, he had to he had to he had to he had to let everybody know who the boss is in the ring and <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, well, I thought I was the boss and. Uh, but but certainly uh, the referee is the man, and, and as we all found out, he is he's a very important guy in there. And Big John, uh, he he stepped up day one, and uh, but he yanked me off uh, Big Daddy a couple, Big Daddy one time pretty hard, <laughs> and uh, almost blew my knee out. Uh, and whatever we we learned uh, mutual respect, and, and I I love the guy in, in hindsight. Uh, no, he certainly wasn't trying to do anything wrong, but, you know, after a fight, of course, it's going to be intense. And Big John, yeah, he's one of the best in the business. I love the guy. And sounds like you got yourself a good camp going. I just hope you got some, uh, I hope you're, I hope you're scheduling at least three to four days a week of just straight wrestling. Ooh, I am now actually right now since my loss I have been, but before that I wasn't, I kind of hated wrestling. Honestly. Well, <laughs> you pardon me? I said, I'm doing it now because I lost because of my wrestling, my lack of wrestling, that was that was my one loss. Well, you, so now I wrestle. Well, your was that your last? What which time you lost? Your last fight? Uh, no, in uh, what was that? 2012, December 12th. He uh, fought one of these guys from uh, Durkistan. This guy Rustam. What's his last name? Uh, Kabalov. Kabalov just lost to Henderson. Did you just make that up? No, no, the Durkistan. No, the Durkistan. The guy, that place in Russia. That all these. Did he ask you? Did he ask you if you made that name up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just funny, man. That's funny. I like it. If you did, that's pretty. You're probably gonna say, "Well, it's close enough." I thought he was just quoting. It is no, no, it's close enough. It is a place in Russia where all these Khabib is from there and Rustam and that guy Ali uh, the guy who just got popped for uh, Ipo oh. uh, he's from there it's this like war torn like country in Russia that all these crazy fighters are coming out of I thought you made it up but no no hold on guys it's not it's not Durkistan what's it called he's making up shit huh he's making up shit Durkistan's from the south part dude okay what is it called it's called Dagestan Dagestan alright I was close enough Dagestan the bottom line is I've been over to Russia myself but it was back 1989 that's when it was that's when it was the USSR I went to Siberia in the middle of uh, no, December, and uh, I, I was uh, just fresh out of college. I just won my national title, so uh, I was kind of celebrating, and uh, the celebration kind of lasted a little bit too long. It was time to get back in the gym and start getting ready for this uh, next step, and I got the phone call from USA Wrestling. They, they wanted to put me on a tour to... Uh, Russia, a 21-day tour, and, and it, it started in Siberia. Wow! And uh, oh, I just uh, oh, I I just hated myself because I knew I was 
you know, I knew I wasn't quite ready to go over there and face. Oh, my goodness. You know, the Olympics are, there's a tournament called Tbilisi. There's only 13 Americans that ever won it. And, uh, well, that's what I was heading to. Siberia was the first tournament, then, then Tbilisi. Uh, that's the city over there. You ever, anybody hear of that, Tbilisi? No. Famous not city. But only 13 Americans have ever won this thing. And there's a lot more Olympic champions than 13. But that's because you show up there. It's in the middle of the winter. And you walk in, and you got 25 or 30 Russians in your weight class. 30 Russian. And uh, uh, just to throw that in there, they, <laughs> eh, they don't. They don't like using deodorant over there, you know. <laughs> kind of, but that ain't the point. And, and <laughs> you got a couple, you know, the the guy that picked us up at the airport. Uh, he was kind of our tour guide, and uh, he picked us. Well, first we get off the plane. There's no runway. You get off the plane. You got out of Siberia. It's it's at least I don't know how cold it is. I have no idea. As I know is. I've never been this cold in my life, and I really don't mind the cold, but I didn't like this at all. And we just was making a V-line, you know, to the uh, airport. And once we got inside, the problem was it it might not have been as windy inside, but there wasn't no heat in there. So it was just as cold inside the airport. And then we got picked up by the the chauffeur or whatever you want to call him, and... uh, you know, pretty big guy, this and that, smoking some Marlboro Reds, uh, this and that, takes no us filter. to the hotel, and I can't wait to get into this hotel. Same thing. We're, there's no heat. We're in, our, we're in our room, and we are fully closed, and there's a tiny little pillow and a small blanket, and, and I'm, I'm 20, I'm just a little kid, 26, but really, I felt like a little kid still, 25 maybe. And I'm just—I just want to go home so bad, but uh, uh, freezing cold. And then, and then the next thing you know, I we're at weigh-ins, and uh, well, our chauffeur—he's in there, he's in the weigh-in room. There was all the wrestlers hanging out in there, getting ready to weigh-in. And uh, there's the chauffeur. I thought he was just hanging out to, to, you know, give us a ride later. No, he strips down. And he weighs in my weight class, 198. He's in my <laughs> weight class. This guy's right. <laughs> in your weight class? Up and he's, he's smoking, a, a, you know, I don't know how many smokes, this and that, telling us he can take us here and there if we need rides, this and that. Then all of a sudden, there he is. And I, I just, I thought to myself, oh, my, I just, I I hope I don't have to. I I didn't want to wrestle this cab because if I lost to him, if I lost to him, it would just be unbelievable. But sure enough, there he is. I got to wrestle him for third and fourth uh, in the first tournament, not Belize. And uh, yeah, the 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 fucker got me. He got me four. (laughs) He got me four three, and I walked off there. I couldn't believe it. You lost uh, to the chauffeur. That's crazy. Pardon me. You lost to the chauffeur. Well, it's, I mean, I guess the chauffeur, he was uh, not the chauffeur, but he was that night. He was getting paid to pick yeah. us up from the airport, take us here and there, and he was smoking reds and and talking about if we can go to this place if you guys want to do something or whatever. But it was, I'm it sure was, he was the middle badass. of December. Yeah, you understand it was yeah. just nothing but freezing snow, and there's 
there's nothing anywhere. And we, I went to breakfast in the morning. I didn't recognize anything on the plate. And it just really, I didn't have to cut weight. I went there weighing 220, and my weight class was 198, so that, that's not that big of a cut, really. But uh, I went there weighing 218 next. I'd say 220, but, yeah, I was having, I was trying to stay big. But, uh, you know, I went to breakfast, lunch, and uh, supper because I brought a bunch of my own food, but it was quickly, it was gone in three days because all the other guys were coming into the room. I, I took over, like, uh, eight bags of fresh homemade beef jerky, and all of a sudden, Mark Coleman, I was just a youngster, all of a sudden, I got all these Olympics, Kenny Monday, John Smith, and and all the big shots on the team, well, they're hanging out in my room for uh, all of a sudden, for, oh, nice. no, for no particular reason, but uh, my beef jerky food? was gone real quick, <laughs> and uh, Kenny damn, you know, because I went to, there was, it, it was hard to find, you know, it was hard to find something that was really edible yeah you know so so it, it by the end of the it was a 21 day ordeal over there in russia and uh yeah by the end of the trip i came home with i came home weighing about 200 pounds if not less and i had about i had about 10 different injuries because when we did actually wrestle it was no different we walked into the wrestling arena and you can see your breath you can see your breath as you're walking out on the wrestling mat to wrestle. So, oh man, you know, not not to complain. It was a neat experience, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to do that uh, in the in the Olympic finals or something like that. But it was neat. And that's why 13 Americans, only 13 Americans have won it. Yeah, I wasn't tough. one of them. So, uh, I wasn't one of them, man. One of these, uh, the guy that smoked the Marlboro Reds, whooped my ass, and then. Uh, <laughs> Another another tall skinny guy that I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna whoop his butt tall skinny looking guy but as he grabbed onto me he felt like uh, he felt like Hercules man I don't know these guys they don't they don't have the they don't have the nutrition or the weights to to look yeah like they're monsters but the, but yes once they grab onto you well you know you're in for one hell of a fight so now, Mark, I, I was got... happy to place. I was, I was happy to get home, actually, because we weren't even supposed to go on the trip. Uh, the USA Wrestling canceled the trip because that's right when Desert Storm broke out. And uh, somehow we got on the plane anyways, and we got in a little bit of trouble, but that was neat. We caught ourselves the Renegades. Uh, half the team, half the guys went home, and half the team got on the plane in New York. I wasn't going to be one of the guys that didn't go because as soon as we got on the plane, we gave ourselves the name, and everybody that didn't get on the plane of course, we talked about it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Now, Mark, I got I to ask you, Mark, a couple of uh, fights we were looking at last night. So one of them was against Ju- uh, Julian Sanchez. Uh, do you remember that fight? Uh-huh. Well, I, that's funny you bring that up. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I've been doing a lot of these podcasts here lately, and uh, the last one I did, Julian Sanchez came up. It's the same question. His name is uh, he, he's becoming real popular here. I'm curious to see what you're going to ask me because it was interesting when uh, – <laughs> The last guy asked me. Well, Let's see what you got to say. Uh, well, here. I was one of these fights. Okay. What so, about Julian? Now this guy. Julian was a. Julian was all world. He was a. He's a fantastic athlete. Amazing, fast, big, strong, and mm-hmm. he just unfortunately his first fight ever happened to be with me, and it kind of just ruined his career. I, I know. Is this the same guy that I'm thinking of? Because the guy that I saw, uh, he 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 looked like he was a, an extra from Fame. <laughs> 
Uh, he he was he he like he yeah was, that's what that yeah that's what I'm talking about. He, he, yeah, you can't a judge a cover, you can't judge a a, a a book by its cover. I guess. I mean, come on, he looked like that, but deep down inside, this guy was a monster. I mean, well, he was. He said he was 26 he was and agree. He was Brock Lesnar, and uh, uh, he was like a Russian. He was like a Russian, I no agree. nutrition, but inside, when I grabbed onto him. He felt like a steel pole. I, I I think you're being funny because uh, that, I would have to agree, Adam. It really? He's being serious. Uh, now, I mean, wh- when you knew did somebody you, just say I'm being, did somebody just say I'm being serious? Yeah, Jake did. Now, when you when you see this Jake, guy, <laughs> so Jake is not being serious by saying I'm serious. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm oh, just taking well, your Jake side. Jake thought I was That's serious, and I'm like, geez, I. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 do, I do joke around quite a bit sometimes. You guys bring you guys bring out the best of me. Not oh. the best of me. You guys bring out uh I don't know, I don't usually <laughs> get these kind of interviews, but I, I know I'm dealing with roasted. I looked up, I did my homework, I looked on the internet, checked you guys out, made sure you guys were legit. Oh no, thank you. And uh no I'm joking. So yeah, no. I you know, it all depends on the time of day you call me. Now Julian Sanchez, I mean, so okay, so you're going against Julian Sanchez. Now you look Julian at Sanchez. Julian Sanchez. Julian. You look Julian. at this guy. Julian. You look at this guy. He's got a mullet, a mustache. I mean, I mean, were you concerned at all, or did you realize that did this? Did he was... really have a mustache and a mullet? Uh, let me say. Well, I'm, 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 I'm watching it right I now. Had, I don't think he had a mustache. No, 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 no. He didn't have a mustache. No, answer. no, he, he didn't have a mustache. And, and like my mind. Okay, so this guy looked like he had never trained a day in his life. He was 26 and two in bare knuckle fighting, but those no one had had any kind of uh, footage of that. Were you were you concerned at all, or were you like, man, this is I'm I'm gonna murder this guy? Well, here's what happens. Okay. <laughs> um. He's 26 and two bare knuckles. It could be true. It could be false. So I got to at least take that in consideration. Mm-hmm. The guy was six foot three, 280, something like that, right? Yeah. So size matters sometimes. So, of course, I'm concerned about him somehow hitting me with that right hand and maybe it, it, it would have been horribly embarrassing, but. There is always a chance, if I'm that slow, and I don't deserve to be in there, but if somehow that guy could have took a swing and hit me in the head and dropped me, that would have been a horrible thought. So 99% of me was pretty sure this was going to be a fun one. Yeah. But uh, don't get – you You never you, – You never know. Time I ever really, the only time I really thought I had a fight locked up and, and it, it'll never happen again – I really thought I had Murray Smith. I thought I had him beat with no problem, no training, this and that, because that's after I won six fights straight. And th- I'm reading about myself, and stuff got to my head, and somehow my dumbass thought I could just whoop a world champion without even training. Well, you know what's funny about that? You know, I was actually watching the Murray's fights. What's funny about a lot of your fights is that the Murray Smith and the Pete Williams, if you would have fought them today... With five, with three five-minute rounds, you would have won the, both those fights because those fights went into overtime and you lost them in overtime, and there wouldn't have been an overtime if they, if they were if it was a five-minute, twenty-five-minute fight, you would have you know then they would they would have caught you in the fourth round. But assuming that it's three five-minute rounds, which is what I think it would have been, maybe if it was a title fight, it would have been five rounds. But still, 
you know, you would have won those fights. Uh, now, maybe, it, listen, maybe, maybe on that. What it could have, should have. I didn't deserve to beat Maurice Smith, and maybe three five-minute rounds, I might have, I might have squeaked out a, somehow I might have squeaked out a win. I didn't want to, that wasn't my style, but that's what I would have had to do that day because, uh, like, like I said, you keep, somehow, some, somehow I just really felt like I, I read about myself too much on the internet, how good I was. I can't be beat. And I, I took a left turn. Yeah. That, that, what got me, what, what got me to these places, uh, was hard work and hard training. And, uh, I just thought I was good enough to beat him without any training, which it almost happened in the first three to four minutes. Uh, if you watch it, uh, yes, I did. He, he told me later, I knocked him out a, with a couple headbutts, but he, but unfortunately, I hit him with another one and woke him back up. He yeah. told me. Well, actually, and then at about at about the three minute mark, we made eye contact, and he didn't have to tell me, but he said he looked at me and said, "Yep, I'm still here, Coleman. And guess what? You're getting tired already." And he was right. I didn't train, and my body was seizing up. And I don't know how the hell I lasted 21 minutes because, uh, no, I thought I was going to die of a heart attack, A, and B, them leg kicks didn't exactly feel good. I thought my legs were broken half. Now, when, but, uh, when you were in overtime, the, actually, the lights went out a couple times. Uh, when you, yeah. in the fight. Now, did, did yeah, you... Yeah, it was like uh, <laughs> I thought the Lord was stepping in a little bit for me. Could you not see him? I remember, because he's black. I mean, did, you know... Did... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, of course, I looked at Big John and said, I can't see, but yes, I could still see where he was at. Okay, so it wasn't uh, like you were just I getting... Gonna, I wasn't going to let nobody know, but yeah, I still see him, but the lights went out. Oh, my God, it's like, uh, thank you, Lord. It <laughs> wouldn't have mattered, though, because in between rounds, it's not like I went to my corner and and recovered and, and got some energy. No, I was, so, I was so unprepared for this fight, I went to my corner and it didn't matter just sitting down. I was getting more tired. So, no, the light thing, uh, that would have been, that. hopefully they would have stayed out forever. <laughs> but if they would have turned back on, it didn't matter. I wanted to recover because it took me, I don't know how many hours to recover after that, you know, just uh, cardio-wise. It was stupid. It was embarrassing. Uh, humbling, great experience. And unfortunately, I got to live with it, and I didn't get the rematch. That's that's. That that kind of bums me out, but uh, no, he he even he knew because Frank Shamrock was his coach, and me and Frank were buddies, and then Frank knew I was taking him lightly because we had talked uh, two months earlier, and Frank told me, Frank Shamrock told me, he goes, "Hey Coleman, you better train for this guy," and I said, "Come on, Frank, you know I'm going to whoop his butt," and he goes, "Coleman, he's pretty he's He's a tough, tough fella. Don't underestimate him. You better train for him. Or don't say I didn't tell you so. And then two months later, there was Frank, and uh, their game plan worked perfectly. He was actually having people come into my locker room, and and he actually said, Coleman can't hurt me. He hits. He can't take me down, and he can't hurt me because he punches like a girl, which is which is now known as a hammer fist, which we all realize is not a bad little punch. No. It's, uh, it was known as a girl punch, but really it's a hammer fist. And they do work because they do do a little bit of damage, 
But what they do is they set up, you turn the bitch over and hit the guy hard. So it does do damage, and it opens up some other spot. But uh, he, he had said that, and he had me so worked up because, whatever, I was the champ, things were going to my head, and I was worried about... Were you were you partying before and just 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 slang tail and just getting tons of chicks? No, I was <laughs> uh, married at the time, my friend. Uh, oh, all right, that's good. Okay, but was I drinking some beers? Probably. <laughs> gotcha. Now, uh, uh, speaking of which, so 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 so, so let me finish that, somebody. So, uh, yes, he had sent the people in the locker room. And I'm getting serious. And then they came in. The first agreement was 15 minutes in a three-minute overtime. And that, that was the contract signed, sealed, and this and that. But they came in and said, well, if it's, if it's not done after 18 minutes, we're going to add an extra three-minute overtime. Well, I just looked at him and said, what are you talking about? This isn't going to go more than three minutes. I said, no problem. Whereas I should have said, no fucking way. Yeah. And well, if you want to do that, well, pay me. Even though I didn't think it was ever going to go that way, but that was the worst three minutes of fighting of my entire career. The last, the three minutes that I agreed to do right before the fight started, I said, no problem. My manager's my manager should have stepped in and told him no way, but I said, no problem. Well, that three minutes, well, I'll never, re I'll never forget it because, uh, that hurt pretty, that, that stuff hurt pretty good. Not the face punches. Those, you don't even feel those, but the leg kicks, they were adding up and adding up. I was trying my hardest not to show pain on my face because I was trying to have some pride left, but, it was embarrassing, and I let down a lot of wrestlers who I was out there fighting for. So, oh well, you, you take anybody listening. You know, don't don't underestimate nobody. There is no such thing as an easy fight, and not even Julian Sanchez because I had to prepare for that guy. So the fight might have been easy, but for that guy, UFC 11, I was ready to roll. I worked hard. Right and uh, made it an easy fight, and it, and I, I probably could have beat him with zero training. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I could have. Now but let's talk about the Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, I was joking around there. He, um, you know, like I said, one percent, one percent fear. But he actually put in his uh, program. I wish I had a few of these programs because I heard they're very rare. A lot of people want them bad, but I wish I had some of this stuff. Uh, but he said in his quote, it'll be an honor to lose to Mark Coleman. He said this before the fight. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it didn't seem like he had much of a chance, but you never, you're, you're right, you never know. Now, your fight's with, uh, with Fedor. Um, the, sec the second... Are we, are, we, are we moving on? Yeah, we're moving on. Is that all right with you? Are we, are we moving on to the second question? Uh, you guys going to cut me off here? No, no, I don't want to cut you <laughs> off. I don't want to cut... If you do a second three, I'll be the first segment three ever. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's have you out as a permanent co-host. Now, um, so, 
the, the fight's with Fedor. Mr. Fedor. Mr. Fedor. Uh, were you surprised how quick he was? Do you think he's the greatest fighter of all time? Was that... I mean, uh, being susceptible to that 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 armbar twice. Is there anything that you that you would do differently if you fought him today? I mean, tell me your thoughts on Fedor. Well, you know, he he obviously had one of the greatest runs ever. Um, I, I don't know anybody else who has had that kind of ten year run of not getting beat. So that in itself is amazing, and. Um, uh, I, I, I do think during his time, yes, he was the best there was, and he deserved it. But like everybody, time catches up, and the competition got better, and he ran into some stiff competition. But at the same time, I don't think it was the same Fedor that it was four years prior because uh, – uh, not because he wasn't in his prime or anything like that, but I, I, I do, you know, I do, I, he was a nice guy. I do know him a little bit, this and that, but he was, he had other interests in fighting. He wanted to do a lot of other things. He, he, I don't think he really, he loved competing and, and fighting, but family and religion, all those things, you know, were so important to him. And I think, uh, you know, he, he trained so hard for so long and did the right things for so so long that I think maybe uh, maybe he, he backed off a little bit and uh, and then once you do take that first loss, uh, what changes your whole approach to the game? You know, because uh, I, I know it did for me after Marie Smith whooped my butt. I realized and maybe Fedor. I don't think he ever got too cocky or confident. And thought he couldn't get beat. That's not his style, but. Once he did get beat, uh, uh, it gave other people confidence that he could get beat. And uh, certainly Dana White always thought that uh, he could get beat. But, you got, you know, come on, you have to give this guy respect as 10 years the best heavyweight out there and not exactly the biggest heavyweight. So, uh, yeah, he whooped my butt twice. And uh, what would I do differently? Well, I would have trained a heck of a lot harder. Um, I don't want to make excuses, but both times they kind of, both times they kind of snuck up on me with the offer, and I really didn't know I was going to fight this guy, or I didn't even know I had a fight lined up until, well, 30 days prior. Which, blame myself, uh, I should have been training anyways. But uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I was getting older. I've been doing this stuff for a long time, so yes, uh, the, the motivation sometimes slipped away. I'm not going to deny that. But, so I need I need a company to tell me, okay, you're going to be fighting Fedor, and then all of a sudden you hang up the phone and uh, the, the everything creeps in, the fear, uh, this and that, and all of a sudden, yes, now you know, and you maybe you put the beer down at your head, your hand, and you probably go out for a freaking run, and uh, you start preparing. But I, you know, I wasn't. I, I I wasn't ready for Fedor either time, and uh, he was way too, way too, so way too good to go in there with uh, half your half your bullets and your in your weapon. But no, he was. I thought he was fantastic. I watched him a bunch of times. He he hit me the second time we fought. Uh, uh, he he hit me uh, six times, and I didn't I didn't see any of him coming. He he could he could throw punches from all angles. 
Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, he had some weaknesses. He had some weaknesses that nobody took advantage of for so long, but uh, eventually his weaknesses, uh, they showed, and then people started taking advantage of it. But he, he could still come back, and I, I could see him being a great 205 pounder as well. It's not like he couldn't have made 205. There, there was a, there's a thing on like YouTube after the fight. I don't know if you've ever seen it, of you, you going crazy. Have you ever seen that, that, that YouTube clip? Well, listen, let's say crazy is a little bit, you're a little bit too extreme. Uh, uh, basically, uh, I, that was the Grand Prix, and, and uh, well, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I gave myself a chance in there against him, but I knew I hadn't put in six months. I knew I didn't put in six months of training, and if I don't stop moving... I, I always felt out there when, when when I was in good shape, and if, if I didn't have to stop moving, that's the way it is for a lot of people. Frank Yeager, for example, I can name a lot of people. If you don't stop moving, you got a chance. Well, um, when I was in shape, I didn't stop moving. You know, but against Fedor, yeah, there were times where I stopped moving, and uh, yes, next thing you know, I'm in an armbar two times, and. Uh, um, <laughs> And it wasn't like I didn't know it was Carmen or see it coming. He just actually, he he got it on me. No, but when I say crazy, look, look, I coach wrestling for little kids, you know, and and right. you know, I, I wrestled in high school, a little bit in college, and when it, when when a kid loses and flips out, you know, and and punches the wall, to me there's something yeah. that there's something to me that's like you know what, at least that kid gives a shit. There's nothing worse than seeing a kid lose and not care. You know, or, or just well, so. Okay. I'm glad you take it that way, but mo you know, I'm saying I've seen it, I've seen it, and I've read people's comments, and the, basically they went the other way, saying what a, what an idiot, what this and that, and then basically, yeah, you lose, and you, 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 of course it better hurt, but uh, whatever, you don't punch the wall. I don't recommend anybody punch the stupid wall, but I must admit I did kind of plan where I was going to punch the wall because I was smart enough not, you know, I didn't want to break my stupid hand punching the wall. But, yes, of course, I was upset because I did have a chance. I did have his back. It don't mean shit, but I did have his back. And if I could get the boots in, I do know how to ride the boots from wrestling. I rolled the shit out of people in college. Uh, it, it, but, you know, if I could have got him in and possibly, and just take this fight a little bit longer. I don't like giving up an arm bar at the three-minute mark, you know, let's give these fans a show at least, so it sucked, but yes, I'm pissed, but I don't think I needed to go punch the walls, of course. That, that no, really... but to me, honestly, I, I to me, you see so many pro athletes, don't they lose, and they start smiling and laughing, and they get paid, mm. uh, you know, it was to me, it was actually refreshing to see a guy that, that pissed off, I mean, you know, uh, and that, who cared that much. A lot of times you see guys lose and they smile. You're like, "What the fuck did I pay sixty dollars?" And I don't, and you don't care that you lost. So you know. Well, I just, I just, I just don't want it to come across as fake, you know. Because uh, honestly, uh, I, I, I don't think I deserve to beat Fedor that night because uh, uh, I, I should have been training before, you know, but I wasn't until I got the phone call. That's when I started training. That's my own problem. So. You know, to be, I had a chance against him. If I would have put six months in and I didn't have to stop, I wouldn't have been sitting there, sitting still, and allow him to slap an armbar on me. But because I was probably taking a break and, and thinking about what to do next when I should have been grounding and pounding, 
Yeah. No, I was sitting there and gave him the opportunity to put it on me. So, you know, yes, of course I'm pissed. It's a big show, a freaking main event in Japan. But, eh, well, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be pissed, but you don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to act like that, I suppose. That's a, if you liked it, that's great. That you <laughs> no, I, I, it, I, didn't, but, I no. didn't like it. I just, I was different. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't, I'm not going to tell the kids you that I coach how to much go punch. Cares. Yeah, there was a, pa- a lot of passion involved. I, I, I was scared. Don't get me wrong. I went for a run after seeing that. But uh, <laughs> now, now two things. Uh, uh, Tim Kennedy said yesterday that, or uh, a couple days ago, he could name at least 50 guys that are dirty in, in the UFC. Uh Ali Bagatinov tested positive for EPOS. Chael Sonnen was taking HGH. Uh, what's your thoughts on the whole steroid situation? How how relevant was it back then? How relevant is it now? Let's hear what your thoughts are. Well, it, it was it was obviously probably relevant back then because uh, they, they they didn't do strict drug testing, so you know it, it was probably relevant. And now. Uh, the steps they have taken, um, it, it looks to me like they've taken them as far as they can go because they're now they're now able to test for HGH and EPO. Well, not a lot of people are even doing that, so that's that's big time, and they're doing a lot more random surprise testing. So it's going to take it out. It's going to take it out of the picture quite a bit, and. Uh, um, I, I, that's going to be a good thing. It's going to it's going to change the game because uh, if guys can get away with it, they probably are going to. And uh, the TRT was a a way that a guy, a lot of guys, were able to use it and uh, keep their career going. But they've cleaned that up, and they're doing more testing, and it's just going to clean the sport up. And uh, people aren't going to be able to bitch now, and it's going to be fair fair trading game out there now uh, another thing i know that you were selling your your your, your pride trophy right for twenty five thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars i know we have a lot of listeners so uh what's the deal with that are you still selling it has any i mean what's going on with that no i did i wasn't selling it that was some some other guy um i, I don't even know how that came about uh the, the he put it up there on eBay, and 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 I don't even know how he he did that. He was a two of my managers, this and that. That that came up. Uh, no, he, he. I think he took it right back down, didn't he? I don't. I don't think. Okay, so 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 you're not so, so so you're not selling the trophy. It wasn't like you were selling it. Well, I'll sell that thing. You got a couple hundred grand. You can have it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> Cash just went up. I mean, so it, so was it fake? I mean, I mean, did, did the guy know you, or what? What exactly? No, I, I have sold things over the years. I mean, everybody sells their gear, their gloves, this and that, whatever. But no, this this is somebody that was. Uh, I don't know how the I, I I was wasn't involved with the with the people who were talking. And when I seen it, yes, I told him, "What the hell? What's going on? Just get this shit off there. It's ridiculous." But it is what it is. If if, if I have to sell it, I'll sell it. Okay. That's the way it goes. 
Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll come to you first. You, you already offered me two hundred grand for it. <laughs> if kinda, I if I had the money, kinda, I heard him say it's three. Really, it's a nice. It looks nice. So it looks really nice, but uh, in person, it's pretty wobbly. What, 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 one of the craziest fights I've seen. I was watching it last night. Was was your fight against Fujita, where the guy threw in the towel in two seconds? So that, that, don't, I think you have the quickest stoppage ever based on that fight. Correct? Well, yeah. Well, that's not too crazy of a fight, but I, I you know. I've had a lot of fights. It seems like after the fight is more interesting than the fight, unfortunately. But uh, with Fujita, I heard the story. This is this is the semifinals of the Grand Prix. I'm back sitting beside Big Daddy Goodrich talking to my buddy. He just got uh, he just gave Bochich in a nice little war for me because uh, I'm going to have to fight him eventually, is the way I seen it. And uh, uh, he he just gave him a pretty good fight for eight minutes and, and it did a little damage to him. And uh, I'm sitting there chatting with him, and uh, we're talking this and that. All of a sudden, they come in and say, well, Fujita is hurt, so you're probably going to fight Big Daddy Goodrich sitting right beside me. You know, they, they said he's going to, because for some reason, the way they did, he lost the vote chance, and he's the one that got brought back into the tournament. That's what they determined. And all of a sudden, I'm going to fight Big Daddy Goodrich in the semifinals because uh, Fujita's hurt. And jeez, uh, oh man, I just got I just got done showing him my hand where I had a big old my knuckle was all swelled up, and I was complaining about the pain in there, and and you know this and that. All of a sudden, I I they said that to me. I said, uh, I said, yeah, my hand is feeling pretty good. All of a sudden. You know what I mean? I didn't, they didn't want big daddy. My knuckles, I didn't, you know. So I said, "Okay, daddy. You know, I'll talk to you a little later, I guess." And then, uh, so I went my way, and I'm like, "Oh man, I got to fight Goodrich in the semis." And uh, I, you know, I wasn't concerned because he just—it's ridiculous because basically he just got knocked out. And they were going to let him back in there. Oh, I mean, is that ridiculous? They wouldn't let that happen nowadays, would they? No. I mean, I think both chances pretty much TKO'd him or, or KO'd him, whatever you want to call it. And uh, but yeah, they were going to throw him right back in there because he was the the person that was back in. If somebody lost and somebody else got hurt, you that's the way they figured it out for it. And and well, I'm going to fight Goodrich, and that, it, it, well, it was fine with me because I, I did see. You know, I don't take anybody lightly, but I did. I did know he was pretty damaged from so then, uh, his. So when he threw in the uh, towel, what were you thinking? Two seconds later, he threw in the towel. You just like, what the hell just happened? Well, no, no, no. I, I no. I'm talking about Goodrich, but then all of a sudden they, they come back ten minutes later and they say, no, it's going to be Fujita. And uh, yes, I'm you know distressed. The whole term is stressed out because I warmed up for my first fight with uh, Soji. Uh, it was right after uh, Sakuraba Gracie. And I sat back there for an hour and a half, not knowing when I'm going to be up. So I warmed up, sat down, warmed up, sat down, and and that was an hour and a half later. And then, then after that, I'm supposed to fight Fujita, and they come in. I'm sitting there talking to my, my friend Gary Goodrich, and they tell me I'm going to be fighting him next. And then 10, 15 minutes later, they say, no, Fujita's going to fight. So I went back to that. We walked in the ring. And yeah, I could tell he was damaged goods too. So I was, I was feeling pretty good that night. I'm not gonna lie. I had a great training camp. Seven months I put in for that. Uh, Pat Militech, I want to give him some credit. 
congratulations to him just getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I finished up my last 10, 15 days with him, and he went over there with me. And I didn't even realize I was – I didn't know I was listening to him in the corner. But when I when I went back to listen to the tape, a lot of things that he called out, I was just doing them instinctively. And that's one of the that's one of the first and only times that I actually stood up with somebody. I stood with Soji, which I never do. And, uh, well, it helped out that he was 5'9", and uh, that kind of helped out in uh, old, old, old – Old Pat Militech, uh, he, he seen me in practice enough to, to realize I had a pretty decent jab, believe it or not, and I just kept sticking a jab in Soji's face. And uh, then I, I did take him down, but... but. Uh, and then finally... What the hell? Uh, f- <laughs> last yeah, question. So, 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 so anyways, I end up with Fujita, and uh, the fight starts. He comes running across. I think they had it planned from the beginning. Because the quarterman threw in the towel as the bell rung, threw it in before the fight even started. So they officially stopped it at point oh two seconds. So officially, I do have the fastest fight in the history of MMA. But yeah, that was awesome. That was funny. Not yeah, awesome. I, I didn't get a, didn't get a, didn't get a scratch on my body. All right. Now, finally, what now? Whatever happened with you and Tito Ortiz? I know that like Tito called Tito you. Ortiz. Tito, yeah, called you out. Kevin Randleman said he wanted to kill Tito because of that happened. Did he give you the finger? Uh, oh, 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 did you guys ever resolve your issue? Well, when you talking about we we've, we've had issues like for years. Well, everybody's had issues with Tito Ortiz for years. So, well, what, what time are you talking about? Uh, so after your fight, I think it was with uh, was was it Bon? Tour, my, oh, yeah, Randy, my yeah, your final, my, yeah, yeah, with the, Randy, you, you you lose to Randy, and then Tito gives you the middle finger or something. What what exactly happened? Uh-huh. What exactly happened? Yeah. Okay, well, I got my ass whooped by Randy Couture, which sucks. Horrible ending to my career, but you got to live with it. He whooped me. And prior to that, um, my manager slash manager slash whatever had went up on the Internet and posted something because I was supposed to fight Tito Ortiz probably six or seven months earlier or whatever. I pulled out of the fight because of an MCL tear. And Tito tweeted, Coleman sissied out. And I didn't know nothing about it because I don't even follow Twitter enough. Listen, that I'm probably still in bed and I wake up, I'm getting all these phone calls from people saying, did you see what your manager said about Tito? No, I didn't. So basically my manager said, Tito, F you, your wife is this. You're, you're this, your wife is this, and said some negative things towards his wife, this and that. I don't approve of that at all. I'll, I can attack a fighter verbally, but I'm not going to attack no man's family, that's for sure. And uh, I'm not going to do it on the Internet either, probably. Right. Which maybe maybe I should, Twitter. But no, I didn't. Just because he, just because he called me a sissy, I've been called worse than a sissy by just about... Everybody. Anybody you can imagine, including yourself there, DM. <laughs> you know, but no, I mean, but, they, but my manager got up there and he said some pretty negative stuff towards him and his family, this and that. Well, Tito took it very personally, and I don't blame him. Uh, I don't blame him at all. And yeah, he was uh, he was pretty furious. And uh, he got up there and he claimed I was hiding behind my manager. He claimed I said it through my manager, which just wasn't the case. But uh, um, so at the at the Cold War fight, I 
you know, after I got whooped, I stood up, and I all of a sudden hear, paybacks are a bitch, Coleman. Paybacks are a bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck? That was pretty loud. Who the hell said that? And uh, I turned around, and there's Tito Ortiz and his posse or whatever walking the other direction. And uh, I don't know if he flipped me the bird. I could care less if he flipped me the bird, but... I don't know. I think what, what I said, uh, I can't remember exactly. Basically, F U Tito any fucking time. And then I think I said, you're a douchebag. <laughs> and, uh, well, unfortunately, um, well, it took away from Randy Couture's accomplishment right there. So that's the only negative part about this. It was probably cool for a lot of people, but Dana White can dig it. I'm, uh, I don't think he got too upset with me because, yeah, Tito Ortiz don't need to be coming up behind me saying that right after I just got choked out and basically paybacks are a bitch. Well, you didn't pay me back, Tito. Yeah, right. Randy Couture just got me. So what do you mean they're a bitch? Yeah, exactly. So well, that, that that was, uh, you know, once again, after my fights always seem to be what people talk about. <laughs> well, listen, Mark. <laughs> listen, we, we yeah, I could talk to you for days. Uh, you, uh, you're a legend, dude. You're, you're on. I, I, it was an honor to to be able to come to, to watch you fight. I told you the, the guy that got me interested in mixed martial arts and watching it uh, and watching you last couple of weeks and watching all your fights on Fight Pass has been a fucking a pleasure. Nice. So uh, that's it. I appreciate that. It, it's a, it's the truth, man. It is the truth. I appreciate. Yeah. And if you're ever in, uh, hopefully I'll see you when I go to Toledo. If you're ever in LA, let me know. Uh, I'd love to hang out with you. You know, get buy you a drink and uh, hear some more stories. So, um, thank you. Thanks for coming on our show. We would love yeah, to have you on any time. Thank you. So, uh, it's an honor, well, buddy. It, 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 it sounds good. And uh, thank you guys for having me on. And if uh, you know, I, I I do get along with. Uh, well, basically, you're the only one. I was waiting for Jake and uh, the other guys to jump in and ask questions, but I guess you were. I actually do have a couple out. questions for you. Please. Huh? Yeah. I actually do have a couple questions for you. Go ahead. If you didn't get into MMA because of your wrestling and you didn't have that opportunity, what do you think you'd be doing instead of fighting in MMA? What do you think you would have done in life? Ooh, that's a that's a real tough question because uh, when my wrestling career was coming to an end. Uh, I really didn't have too many options. I did dig it. I did get a degree from Ohio State uh, in uh, education, but uh, uh, I really didn't see myself being a teacher. It didn't sound interesting at all to me. Uh, and I don't know. I would have I, I probably been doing some hard labor somewhere, bro. <laughs> I hear that. My my other question is, what was your? I, I want to know what fight that you feel was your best fight that you're most proud of? Stephen Bonner comes to mind real quick, but um, that's because I was 44 and, uh, you know, I kind of had, you know, I, whatever. Just Stephen Bonner, I liked. I, Just because you, you know, got in there and still the fought I was losing in the first round. It's one of the only times I ever came back from uh, losing. I was losing for sure in the first round, and I had to find a way because I knew I was getting cut. I didn't win that fight. I was getting cut on the spot, so I came to the corner and I had to suck it up. And uh, I, I found a way to beat him. And uh, uh, he, you know, he was a lot stronger than I anticipated. I thought I had I thought the one advantage I had on him was strength, but uh, no, he was long and leverage and this and that. He, but I heard he said the same thing about me. I was the strongest guy he's ever fought. But 
I, I squeaked that one out, but you can't, you can't. Don Fry was amazing. Uh, um, the Grand Prix against Bo Chanson, uh, obviously. Geez, I mean, yeah, I know how that's can a hard you top that? But, so but they, guys. they, they, you know, uh, and then Dan Severn, my gosh, I can't throw that out of there. That was for the first ever heavyweight title. You know, that was they just all three kind of, they just all three kind of all four kind of go together, Jake. I mean, you can't separate them. They were just, uh, I was lucky, but you create your own luck. I was in the right spot at the right time, and I took advantage of it, and uh, you can't separate those. Uh, Bonner, there's no belt in the line, but the, the reason that one meant so much is because, uh, yes, I was counted out for the dead probably 20 times in my career, and uh, and uh, certainly nobody, not, well, a few people come up to me and told me they want a little cash on me that night, but uh, I think I was four to one dog against him. And uh, mm-hmm. I, that's, I always love when people came up and said they wanted a little bit, some little cash on me. I, that's really pretty cool. But uh, um, Sugar Hua, eh, you know, the way it happened wasn't so cool. It, you can't separate them. You know, it's just hard. You know, you, when you, when you only have so many wins, you know you gotta you gotta like them all. You gotta, That's like, true. You, you, got, you got you got you got thirty wins, Jake. Jake got thirty wins. Twenty nine. Twenty nine wins, man. That's uh, yeah. I wish uh, you know, I got I was thirty one when I started, so uh, I got a little late start, obviously, and uh, I, I, you know, I I think it I think it did help me get to forty four because uh. I did take time off in between fights, you know. I think it saved my body enough to be able to make it that long because you won't see nobody going that long anymore. But, uh, um, no, I only had, uh, I think, uh, you know, 25 fights total, I think, something like that. So, uh, you know, 30, 33 already. And uh, how old are you, Jake? 29. 29, so I'd say another 30 left in the tank. So you got 30 <laughs> more to go. Let's, let's get 30 wins, 60 and uh, 60 and four. That'd, What's your record? That'd be nice. Yeah, 29 and uh, seven. Mm-hmm. 29 and seven. Let's go. Let's say uh, we'll say 59 and on, uh, we'll give you one loss. 59 <laughs> <eight>. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good, Mark. <laughs> well, well, thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for coming on the show, man. You're the best, dude. All right. Good talking to you, fellas. If yeah. you ever want to have me on, give me a call. It's been fun. Oh, appreciate it, Mark. Mark. Thanks. And let me just honor. say, um, I'm, my guy told me to say this. I'm doing a podcast with www.legitmanshit.com. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. He's going to be proud of me to say that. Matt Brown's podcast. Matt Brown's podcast. We did with Fox the other day, Matt Brown's Matt Brown and Loper Loper. And myself in there, and uh, yeah, Matt Brown's uh, obviously getting a lot of attention right now, and I love it because he's a, he's an incredibly great guy, and he's another guy that uh, he's got eleven losses, but that's because he knew nothing about wrestling. He had, he ended up he put in two or three years training with Ohio State's wrestling team, and that ain't no fun. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, I, I forgot his, I forgot your name, buddy. Um, Vince. Uh, Vince. I knew it began with a V, Vince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vince. Uh, that that couldn't have been too fun your freshman year, starting wrestling. Oh, that, that was oh no, Jake. that was Jake. That was Jake. I never wrestled ever in my life. My wrestling's not so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, Jake, that couldn't have been fun your first year, right? Oh, you know that was miserable. I <laughs> well, that's that, that's what that, that's what uh, Matt Brown did. Mm-hmm. He went to Ohio State and he didn't shy away from anybody. People shy away from. He wrestled 
some of the best wrestlers in the country. And, yeah, he took his share of ass whoopings, and he still does. If he walks into Ohio State straight wrestling, no, Matt Brown's not going to beat some of these guys in straight wrestling, but luckily for them, he's not allowed to throw a couple of those elbows. <laughs> yeah, Matt, no, actually, uh, actually, we had Jessica I on too today, so we had a, a, a all-Ohio cast. It was you, Jessica nice. I, yeah. So, uh, nice. Well, yes. Uh, keep on wrestling, Jake, and Vince, you too, man. You I learned will. it. I'm telling you, four days a week, I'm telling you, two days a week at least, you ought to, find your, you ought to buy yourself a pair of wrestling shoes. I got my own shoe coming out, uh, Cage Fighter CF Wrestling. They're, they're coming out with a signature Mark Coleman shoe. I'm, shoe. I'm pretty oh, wow. uh, excited about that. Congratulations. I'll get you a pair. Oh, nice. I'll get you, I'll get, get yeah. all you guys a pair. I'd love and, it. Uh, but, but Vince, you know, two days a week, put them wrestling shoes on and find a wrestler and just go straight wrestling for you only need if you're going hard enough in wrestling you need about a 15 20 minute I'll go with you Vince and All and right. and then you need about 3 or at the most 4 or 5 minute goes and I'm telling you your practice is over you go home and you recover because that's all it takes in wrestling does that sound about right Jake that's right. You know what I did for my camp when my when I was wrestling for my last fight is I would wrestle. I'd wrestled uh, one, two. I only wrestled two days a week, but it was for basically I would do ten five minute rounds. We'd warm up. I'd do ten five minute rounds where I stayed in the whole time wrestling, and I was going against um, shark bait. Yeah, I was basically yeah, I was the shark. Well, bait, shark bait. I'm, well, I'm going to tell you something about that. Okay, it, 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 it sounds fabulous, but it sounds a little sketchy to me because I'm, I'm going to tell you here's what's going wrong. It is sketchy. I hate wrestling. There's no way. There's no way you can go ten five minute goes <laughs> in wrestling with shark bait. There's just no way you can do that. The intensity has to be way down, and there's there's you just can't go that hard. So I say you shorten it up. Well, I'm not saying I did good, but I wrestled. (laughs) I'm not saying I did very well. I'm not saying I did very well. I was just wrestling for that amount of time. I don't care about. I don't care about doing very well. I'm saying you got to simulate the fight, and that's five five minute rounds. And uh, if you can go, if you're still on your feet after five five minute wrestling matches, then then you didn't. You you shouldn't be on your feet. You should be dead tired and, and done. Practice should be over. You can't go ten five minute goals, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure I got this one. All right, some other all right, all right last question. Last when I train for the Olymp- when I when I when I was preparing for the Olympic the Olympic training camp, the Olympic coaches, we would go in there warm up, and we had three six minute goals, and that was pretty much the end of practice. Because right. if you didn't go, you got to go all out for six mm-hmm. minutes, and you're dead. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I talked enough. You no, no. Fi- all right, uh, fi- final, final question. One word. Who wins, Randleman or Tito? Mark. Just hung up. I gotta go. Hello. <laughs> Randleman, Randleman or Tito? Depends on the year. <laughs> Depends on the year. Depends on the time of the day. Even the that. What about what about them fighting each other in their own prime? If they were to fight each other in their prime, who would win? No fuck. I gotta go with my boy Randall, man. Especially if I'm in the corner. Yeah. yeah the man yeah. was the man was a savage. We went over to Brazil, and uh, he fought a couple eight man tournaments where uh, one of them he was half dead. Uh, there's there, there's absolutely 
nobody nowadays would even let him go into the rank, but we're sitting there after his second flight. He's got a broken thumb, it seems like. a broken this. This is hurt. His eyes shut. His legs swelled up. His ankles broke. But we didn't, we didn't even one time discuss not even just pulling out, not fighting in the finals. It wasn't even an option. And, yeah, then he goes into the finals and fights Carlo Barreto, 260-pound Carlo Barreto in Brazil for another 25 minutes. He ended up losing. But, uh, man, yeah, that guy, yeah, that guy in his prime, uh, he could do a lot of things. He, he Unfortunately, you know, he got a lot of injuries. You know, he's been hurt quite a bit, and that's just part of the game. But his same in college. He was uh, amazing. Amazing, exciting college wrestler, and uh, he, you know, the fans love to watch him. But uh, in his prime, well, I got to go with Randleman. Cool. Well, thank you, Mark. Left hook, left hook to the jaw. He dropped him right down. <laughs> he had a sneaky left hook, man. He had a sneaky left hook. It just came natural. That was the best punch. He never caught me with it, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and if he would, if he would have, I would have took it. I came back with a right hand. <laughs> Coleman, you're a classic, man. You're a fucking classic. Uh, take care. Right, and have, a, have a great week, brother. All right, man. You guys have a great week. Jake, Jake you recover. Vince, good luck to you. You recover. You get back right back on the saddle. You yes, got to get your confidence high. Keep it high because that's, that's so important. Vince, same to you. Good luck to you. But, man, please, you know, two days a week, you ought to think about putting <laughs> wrestling shoes on because it changes, completely changes wrestling. When you put shoes on, it changes the whole game. And I don't want to see no more 10-minute, 10, 5-minute 10, shark bait coach because, <laughs> listen, we, we, put some, we put some of these tough boys through two 5-minute shark baits, and after two, no, they just, they, they couldn't even do a third. It was, they, couldn't even, they couldn't even stand up. So I don't know how you're doing 10. I don't know when to quit. Uh, I, think, right. I, think you need, got, I think you need to cut it down. Time. Uh, well, we have Josh Barnett here. Barnett has his own podcast next, so we have to we have to get out of here because Barnett's here. Hey, hey, Kate, tell JLB, hey, tell JLB, I said hi, and ask him, ask him how many times he's taken me down. <laughs> I will, I will ask him that. All right, thanks a lot, Coleman. Tell Thank you, thanks, Mark. Tell him his chances are he ran out of time because I'm officially. On the disabled list and retired, so he had his chance. So uh, however many he's got, that's what his total is. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Coleman. <laughs> Appreciate it, Mark. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, you Mark. guys get going. All right. All right, buddy. Well, that was All Mark right. Coleman, uh, the legend Mark Coleman. Uh, that is our uh, – Mark Coleman, man. I, I, I wish he was my uncle. Uh, I, I would just sit here and fight stories over and over and over again. So anyway, that is our podcast. Uh, where can people find you, Vince Pinchell? Uh, there's no end in my name. Nice, no, Vince Pichel. I always get <laughs> find me on Twitter from Hell Pichel. Have you guys met before? Same on yes. Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Come follow me and, and uh, join my uh, my tomfoolery. So at okay. from Hell Pichel, where can people find you, Jake? You can find me at Ellenberger MMA on Twitter or Instagram. Um, really quick, I want to just give a quick shout out to the Third Battalion, Fifth Marines um, that are currently deployed in Okinawa. A buddy of mine asked me to to give him a shout out so there you guys go nice uh adam comedian at mma roasted i'm headlining the pachanga casino this week pachanga in temecula friday and saturday two shows friday two shows saturday adamhunter.com thank you fox sports thank you dj shrope thank you mark coleman thank you, thank you jessica i 
Thank you, everybody. T-Rex, hope to see you next week. Take care. Bye.